two, three, four. In this podcast, you will be here. Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader. Includes, but is not limited to talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the junk that follows this song, but hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of Vader. They are divided For equal, sequel, hate, and love they fight it I know that we are just musicians hired And their time is up So here's the Knights of Vader Impressive Most impressive A big thank you to An Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song It is Indeed it is December 20th, 2020. My name is Zach Weber. And I'm pretty sure every single person that's ever been on this podcast is on this call. At this point, I'll just name the people who aren't on this call. Um, Darren, Mark, Mackenzie. Um, who else was part of Knights of Vader who, who's not here right now? Uh, is um, Alex John Star Jones here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alex Star Jones. But it's Mr. me, the Junkman. Junkman is back. Oh, Helmet <laughs> Man. Helmet Man's not on yet. Okay, um, everybody is here except for those people that we've mentioned. Um, we're here because um, I, we don't know, we Too all don't cooks. know what we're doing with our lives. Too many cooks spoil the broth. Um, okay, I don't even know where to begin with this. Are we just gonna jump head fo- like head first into the into the nonsense, or are we gonna like uh, what's the word beat around the bush? I I mean I just who wants say, to I'm... say the ls word first? I I just want to say I am so glad. That it is so close to Festivus because I've got a lot of problems and you guys are going to hear about them. I oh, have God, problems. Festivus. Childhood yeah, saved. Close enough. It's, it's close enough. And, and, and you know what? I'm going to make this work. So I've got problems. But mm. I, I, it, it comes at the expense of us jumping straight to the end. All right. Okay, who, who wants to go first with this? Come on, like, do I have to set their start like point picking somebody at random? Oh, okay, okay. Can I? Can I? Can oh yes, I Rob. Yes. Okay, go ahead. I'm Rob. here. Rob, I'm the, oh, ba- the you, Bard okay. of Vader is here. And, the Bard uh, of Vader is here. He's yes. He, this is gonna be fun. Letting Rob go first is probably the worst decision to make in all this. <laughs> but go ahead, Rob. I want to. I want to challenge. Uh, uh, not challenge. I want to channel my David Allen Greer from In Living Color with my review of The Mandalorian season two, episode eight. Three snaps in a Z formation and hated it. This was terrible. This was the dumbest thing I think I've seen in a while. Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> this was so bad. I I I think Zach can attest. I was uh, live texting him as I was watching yes. it. Three a.m. my morning. time. At, at, yeah. Yes, at five. And, in the which morning. is yes, five a.m. So my bedtime is Zach's wake up time, as everybody knows. And uh, this might be one of the worst pieces of television and narrative storytelling I've ever seen in my life. Whoa! Uh, so, yeah, yeah, go for it, everybody. Uh, how uh, I wanted to be on this episode because it appears on the internet that the negative opinion is in the vast, vast minority. And I wanted to represent that people should realize that laser guns jamming is the stupidest thing in the known universe. And uh, yeah, let's let's take it from there. How about that? Laser guns jamming. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of raised an eyebrow when that happened too. I'm like, I know that they do, but do they? <laughs> do we have an in canon Star Wars explanation? Because don't get me wrong, 
if 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 you want to add some you know idea of of uh, of an issue of a problem, if you want to manufacture some problem that your characters have to deal with in a story, that's fine. But one, how does a laser gun jam? Do we have a Star Wars explanation for that? And the show dismisses it by Gina Carano slamming on the ground <laughs> and having it work three <laughs> seconds later. Well, but why manufacture engineer. a problem that's that you're going to fix so easily? It's it's the worst thing. I hate it. To have that to have that one moment earlier where she gets saved and everything. Um, I know in the video games, like they can overheat, and that's I've heard them say thinking. a jam. We saw one work. Just not but, the the week before, he was using some Imperial gun and it stopped working for some reason on the train. If it's, if it's got moving parts, you get something in there. I don't. Yeah. I, of all the things to hone in on as being stupid <laughs> about this episode, like that didn't I, even I'm glad, cross my radar at all. I'm I'm glad that's that's what you uh, t- pun intended laser focused yourself in on <laughs> for this to 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 focus on oh, man. jamming not only. That she gun got pebble this in there. episode up with this discussion. So well, thank you, Rob. I, I honestly think the only reason that happened in the episode was because they needed to give Mulan something to do. Wait, did you like, just call him Laser Rob Zinger? Is it you just give him a new nickname for just because yes. of this? Okay. Yes. Pew, pew, I'm Laser Rob. Pew, pew. <laughs> it's actually kind of cool. I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> but no, I mean, the, ever since... The um the episode where Boba Fett shows up with robotic Mulan, Mulan has had nothing to do, and they needed to give her something to do. So they were like, "Yeah, Gina Carano's gun is gonna jam, so Mulan can save her in one scene, and then it's not gonna matter three seconds later." I mean, they're soldiers, man. They gotta move on. They don't have time for all that. Exactly. Well, if they don't have time for it, don't include it. <laughs> That's my whole point. Like, why manufacture a problem that's going to be so easily solved in five seconds? Because she's got to overcome something, all right? She's got to overcome something. I have no also, idea. That was her story arc. Is that one 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 time a gun didn't really work for her? And she was, had everyone had to go overcome something, even if it's as minute as that. It was kind okay, of funny so, when she was going to baseball bat stormtroopers with the gun. That wouldn't work. Like, I don't know. It's kind of worth it just for that. Since I am going to be probably the most negative, I'm going to guess, about all of us on this episode, I have to say my favorite part of the episode, there was one really good scene. The Mandalorian getting repeatedly punched square in the face by a droid. <laughs> that was awesome. That was a Terminator-level fight right there. That uh, Yeah, yeah, that was definitely a good shot. I loved that. I was like, take your helmet off, man. I want to see some blood and gore in this episode. <laughs> Nah, he's good. His helmet's pressurized, so his head was fine that entire time. <laughs> he had to at least get a concussion, you'd think. He, he looked a little woozy at the end, too. I don't know. Maybe we're just not used to seeing his face so much, but he, it does look a little lost sometimes. <laughs> it does look a little concussed. <laughs> kind of. Hey, wait, he, he correction. He got a space concussion. They're different. So that's my cheers. That's my jeers. What else we, what else we got? <laughs> well, All I right. just want to take a moment real quick. I want to take a quick moment. Russ was not available for the last episode, but I do want to to get his opinion on the fact that it was basically Mad Max Space Fury Road. And I I was watching it and I only thought of you, Russ, the entire time during that scene. And I did not bring it up at all. So, yeah, I was surprised that people again were bringing up that it, not on this show, but that it looked it was like the Indiana Jones tank chase again. I'm like, no, this is no, the Mad Max verse. They've done the yeah. tank chase already. They did that twice already in this season, I think. 
No, yeah, yeah. definitely cool. Yeah, very big Mad Max vibes. Just, yeah, the one man on there. And he's got no armor, so it's very Mad Max-ish. He's got the terrible uh, Stormtrooper armor. And his gun doesn't work. It's like Mad Max's shotgun not working constantly. Yeah, you're right. See? There you go. I, I figured you'd appreciate that. Okay, back to this episode. Um, Once again, I really want to talk about the giant lightsaber-wielding elephant in the room that we're going to get to. Because when I saw the X-Wing, I didn't. I legitimately thought of it that person second really who'd you the moment i saw Who do you think i, I thought not, of first i was oh god did you really did yes you i really did. think it was gonna yes. be him yes i did i really did think it was gonna be him i really thought it was gonna be dave filoni was gonna freaking come in and travel oh. home and save the day <laughs> oh i thought you thought it was gonna be galen merrick no I mean, yes, I would have loved that, but why would he be flying an X-Wing? <laughs> that makes no sense, Zach. Trapper Wolf coming in to lead the Republic charge to save them. Well, I was Duh. actually calling that he would get killed in this, that he that, that somehow he would, would come to help and die in a in a glorious Porkenstall death. Well, no, it was the <laughs> X-Wing, and I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be Trapper Wolf. And I went, wait, no, someone else flies an X-Wing. Thank God. So... So there, there and, and it's actually Luke dropping him off. Like, thanks, my friend Trapper, for, for taking care of the problem for me. And he does the whole hallway scene with the. You can borrow my lightsaber again, friend. No, he he just has a blaster. They will take them all out one shotting them. But it, but it shoots wolves instead of like blasters. So it just doesn't work. <laughs> um. Okay. I, All right, no, no, no. I, okay, no, I'm, I, taking I, okay, no I'm taking, I'm taking control of this for a second. So obviously, Rob is the dissenting opinion of the other 14 of us that are on this call. <laughs> I'm gonna go around the room and sit there, ask whether you like, you like the episode or dislike the episode. Russ Ryan, did you like the episode? Yeah, I like the episode, man. Um, yeah, I did. I, it wasn't. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not going super crazy with some stuff. Luke looks a little weird. But I like the story, and I'm, it's weird that that was the one thing Luke Skywalker that no one it was like people were afraid to call that like they would never do something like that. So I got to give them to him for uh, for having the 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 balls to do that to put Luke Skywalker in a TV show. It didn't look great, but I think what a lot of people wanted in Last Jedi, and I wasn't one of them. I like Last Jedi. I think they they were giving those people this moment. All right, Zanger Zanger, what did you think of this episode? That's a complicated. Okay, overall, I thought it was fine. I thought it was great. I have some theories on where it's going, um, and I have a lot of complaints about the Luke stuff. But it's not him showing up; it's the way he's portrayed, and it bothers me to my core. All right, he's too powerful. Uh, no, no, I'm fine with that stuff. Okay, like, I'm fine Chris, with. I'll, I'll, we'll I'll get, get to that. I'll, I'll, I'll get Chris to Porteous, it. what did you think of this episode? And how many figures have you ordered? Uh, I've. <laughs> Uh, it's been, it's been two months since I've ordered a figure. Um, <gasps> it's fine, but, um, at least, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I was, I, I'm in that camp where I really didn't think they would, they would use Luke uh, generally overall in the episode. There's a couple things I liked. I liked the, I liked the opening. Then I could take or leave about 60% of it. And then the the end getting up to where uh, he uh, where Mando encounters Moff Gideon in the cell is gets kind of a little interesting from there to the end for me. But I didn't think they would use Luke. I don't know what like I know what you're actually seeing there is an amalgamation of like three different people and animation. So it's 
it, it was kind of, I'm, I'm kind of interested to actually see when they eventually get around to the Disney gallery episode for this, how much they shed light on. I know they've, they've said what actor, uh, it's, uh, they they said which actor was like his the the body double for the conversation part and I think it was a different guy uh, for the the way up to that room because <laughs> you know they that's a very specialized set of skills. Um, a chimp did some of the moves too, very yeah, you know, just like reminiscent <laughs> of Emperor mixing that in there. Yeah, and but you know, is, is, but then the credits come up and it just says Mark Hamill there. So and I mean we all know that like Mark Hamill doesn't sound like that anymore so i'm curious what what he did they just film him for reference to get and then somebody tried to do a similar cadence or what did they use ai to like analyze all his dialogue from the other movies and like reconfigure something i that mean kind of one of the few things he says was may the force be with you or right like, well i'm sure he said that many and times they've got cuts of him saying exactly that. and that's another weird thing where it's like if they did go back to like i i feel like they're they're letting their unwillingness to recast him sort of infect the the scene because the dialogue is really minimalist and it's kind of like you'd think they would talk a little more considering he's like handing over a kid to him it was audio so, from the muppet show yeah and yeah. you know it's the same thing like the leia scene in rogue one where it's like did you really have to just find a word that she said in the other movie and like write the scene around that like I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I thought. I thought it was the scene was that scene was a little weird. It was obviously cool when he got up there. I. I just like. I and it's weird. And like, why are they so afraid to recast him? They were. They were. I guess. I guess the like they were. They weren't so afraid to recast Han Solo. But maybe well, they. Well, we all saw how that turned out. Yeah, so. but there's more. That yeah. That I mean, the. You can't get around the fact that that uh what they spent on that movie was really high, but. That has less to do with the audience reaction than starting over from scratch after shooting most of it, right? But uh, I, I don't have know. so many negative things to say about Luke Skywalker in this episode. But, Zach, you're the last one. We need to know. What did you think of this episode? Um, I, 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 oh, God, Rob's going to hate me. Like every don't worry, I part, already do. <laughs> yeah, but this is the problem. I've talked about this numerous times. You have the like logical part of my brain where I'm like, okay, I I I know a lot about movies. I know how the sausage is made. But then we have like the reptilian part of my brain that's like Star Wars, and like everything comes to a grinding halt. And like I literally was on the edge of my seat. Like I knew it was Luke Skywalker the moment like the X wing shows up, and then like it was without a doubt. And the belt buckle just gave it away for me. Um, but like, I kind of loved every single second of Luke, even though like, I would say the CGI for him is, I'd say worse than Jeff Bridges in Tron Legacy, because his face God, does not hope move so. at all. Um, well, he's well, a Jedi. Well, no, he can stay very, very still. I'm glad you bring that up, Zach, that his face does not move at all. I think this was an artistic choice. Because after Mark Hamill's car accident, his face never moved again. Isn't that the truth? Oh that is God. true, yes. So that is why he had to go into voice brand. work, because it's very <laughs> off-putting to see him talk. This is on I, brand. I think it works. Stop. I think young stop, Mark Hamill is stop. sexy, and his face never moved <laughs> after Force Awakens. After the well, Force Awakens, the New Hope. <laughs> okay, point being, all that aside... Um, I kind of ate this up, even though the logical part of my brain is like most of this is kind of just like fan service over the top. 
Um, it, I thought again, seeing Luke Skywalker do his thing was incredible. It's what we, I, you guys were saying. It's everything we've always wanted to see. Um, I would have done it differently, but that's, I'm not the one making this show. I thought again, probably my favorite scene in this. That's not just the, like the stuff that sends the endorphins flowing through my brain. was probably watching Boba Fett and female Boba Fett sitting there like arguing over stuff. Like that was great. Like mm-hmm. they get into a fight and they start, like he throws her through a table. She like, like does a black widow to him, like wraps herself around him. And I'm like, Oh, this is neat. Like, I like this. Um, no, there was a lot to appreciate in this episode. Um, the latter four episodes of the show are phenomenal. Um, how I've gauged my enthusiasm for the Mandalorian is that after every episode, how much of an urge do I have to go out and buy a ton of star Wars crap? I have, that's usually what my barometer is for how successful the episode was for me. And the fact that I went to target and all they had was literally one Ray lightsaber from the rise of Skywalker. That's literally all they had on the entire shelf. Um, I was disappointed. I literally drove to three different game stops just so I could buy something Luke Skywalker related. Cause I was that amped for this. Um, no, I am, I am thoroughly excited. Um, I'm not excited for the the rise of Boba Fett, whatever the hell's coming next after all this, which is possibly one of theories. the goofiest, dumbest. It's one of the goofiest, dumbest things I've ever seen, but it's also laughably bad. So I'm kind of on board for it. Um, the the book of Boba Fett might be the Star Wars detour detour spiritual successor, oddly enough, <laughs> based on that great. sequence. It could go terribly um, bad too, just for him in general, like where he thinks he's so big. And I don't, that whole, that was, yeah, that definitely is one of the goofier things, the way they set that up. But it was all just to set up that shot of them sitting on the chair. And come on, you didn't like Big Fat Bib Fortuna? They gave that away in the credits. I saw Big Fortuna in the credits. I'm like, oh God. I'm like, what the hell are they going to do now? And then as soon as like we see like the establishing shot of Java's Palace, I'm like, crap. Crap, and, and I'm like, they're gonna do Big Fortuna says McClunky. Yeah, he of does. Course, a great of McClunky. course, he does. It's so of stupid. The ending credits scene, I, I had no problem with it. I, I mean, when I was watching this episode, you know, you, you get to the credits of the episode and then and the check out what's else on Disney Plus that doesn't come up, so you know, there's an end credit scene. And then the end credit scenes start. Boba Fett shoots somebody, sits on a throne. I'm totally fine with it. I don't care. But then, basically, the screen starts flashing and goes, Hey, kids, buy your toys. Spend your money on the next thing in Star Wars. It's a, It was a 40-minute advertisement. Well, and I, I know that's what I most threw, Star Wars is, and I, I threw it. my I threw my wallet at the TV screen. I was very disappointed. Luke Skywalker <laughs> you know, didn't come out. This is a... This is, it's not, it, they didn't invent this, right? Like you go back to like the earliest James Bond movies and they would advertise the next movie before it began production at the end. They'd be like, James Bond will return in Moonraker or whatever. Every right? Marvel movie now. Like, I hate all of that. So-and-so yes. will return in this or that. You no, know, Chris is not wrong. This has been going on forever and I ha- I have hated it forever. I wish it would die off. I don't need to know where to spend my money. You didn't like Johnny Five will return in <laughs> the Avengers 30 years after the second one. <laughs> well, you, the bigger question I have about that end credit sequence is like, so what do we know about Jabba's palace? It's incredibly uh, poorly fortified and easy to break into. And uh, everyone's dead in it. It's in the middle of the desert. Um, it looked like Bib Fortuna was running a really crappy low budget operation with whatever was left over. Why is Boba Fett so obsessed with taking control of it? There's nobody there. The door is just open to the outside for people to walk in. (laughs) It's just just the worst base ever. 
He I wanted to get, get his it. street cred back. He got handed by another Mandalorian, got freaking put in his place by Bo-Katan. So he went to go take his... Oh, and missed his opportunity to get back at Luke Skywalker. So what's he going to do? He's going to go beat up on the last place he went to. And those Gamorrean guards look kind of looked a little off to me. I don't they know. did it's look like, off. Yeah. It's Zach. like, why can't they figure that out? Like, it's a costume from, it's a pile of rubber from 40 years ago. Just do it they right. Did look, they look like anemic to me. Yeah. Well, he's not feeding them. Obviously, Biff Fortuna's eating everything in there. So, <laughs> you think they ate the rancor at some point? I, I was did, about right? to say, I'm pretty sure they <laughs> Him alone has been feasting on the rancor. Well, he had he had rancor. Uh, the 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 arms of his chair were like little rancor heads. So like I don't know, maybe he remembers it fondly, or he remembers the meal fondly. It was a great day. He came to power. The rancor like, died. He got tons of meat. He got real fat. You know, you know, one thing that I don't really like about um, Bib Fortuna showing up is uh, besides the whole scene is that like <laughs> I know it was I know I know it was a. Uh, like legends canon that uh that like uh basically everyone escaped Jabba's sail barge before it blew up but now this is like he def like that guy definitely did but like you know you don't see like the whole thing just blows up horribly like so he when like how when and how did he get out of there like, I was guess he, he on the sail barge Bit has he ever shown yeah bit fortuna what yeah is, i don't think he is is he no he's he on the, he, i don't think yeah. he leaves the palace it doesn't matter. Boba Fett's alive. <laughs> Literally, anything could happen. Dead. We gotta talk it about memorializing. Here's Black my thing, though. Should have been in this episode. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm concerned. I see a robotic that... rancor boy. I would have uh, really marked for that if you threw him in there with that thing. Like they I'm, fixed I'm it. Just, I'm just concerned that Twilight's apparently only gain weight in their tendri- their head tendrils. The, the, well, there was a there was a big fat one in the prequels. He was like a senator or something. Really? One free ta. One free ta. Yeah, you, he's you, in, you he's say that like like I'm gonna look around and see no, the action you remember, figure uh, I don't own of it. <laughs> yeah, I think I do own the action figure. God, he's in the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, like right when uh, right before when Anakin and Padme have the pregnancy conversation. You know that that that, that some of the I, best. I sw- or you were about to say pregnancy test, and I'm like, I don't remember that scene. Well, it's ba- that's pretty much what it is. It's like it's is really it the Lucas family, like Fat Twi'leks too, in one of the prequels. <laughs> I was gonna say, is is it Lucas? Uh, I'm not trying to just do his that. daughter is in Episode One. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Beside Java, good times. I'm, I'm glad that this is what we're focusing on. Play. So yes, the the post credit scene is the dumbest thing in existence, and it serves nothing more than an advertisement. I'm glad it looks for the next season of Mandalorian. I I have a theory that it's the next season of Mandalorian. Well, that I'm glad you bring that up, Zanger, because this Thank is you. one of my one of my big things about this episode is I think that. When I first watched this, I thought that Luke showing up to pick up Big Whiskey made no narrative sense. If this is the end of The Mandalorian, of Pedro Pascal, and it goes on to Book of Boba Fett, then sure, there's there should be a big finale. But if it's not, then Luke showing up makes no sense. So I, I've been reading a lot about this online, about people saying, well, is this the end of Pedro Pascal? Is it going to switch over to Boba Fett? Because the title of the show is just The Mandalorian. Is it just mm-hmm. going to follow a different Mandalorian? This is where I'm kind of torn between Luke showing up in a narrative sense where if they need a big finale, fine. But if we're going to keep following, you know, Pedro Pascal and he's going to run into Bill Burr again and and Ahsoka and Gina Carano, then it makes absolutely no sense that Luke would be the one to show up at the end of the series. 
Well, okay, so we're going off of what people have said. I know that um, Moff Gideon, I cannot remember the actor right now. I know somebody's going to blur it out. Carlo Esposito. Thank you. Has said that he's going to, that, that, you know, season three is where he really gets the shine. And I'm like, was that just him saying that? Um, I know that they are signed on for more, but at the same time, I, I'd like to think that they're going to sidetrack from Din Djarin's journey for a little bit to focus on, like, since it is chapters, that's why I'm like, oh, this was the book of Din Djarin. Now we're going to get the book of Boba Fett for like a season or a special or something. Who Because that's the thing. It could just be a one shot special too, like a two hour special or something. Sure. That we get. I like I said. I want to see more of Din Djarin, but it's like, I don't know where they go from here, aside from him and um, the ageless wonder having a stare down at each other over a trinket that he has no interest in. Yeah. But that she's going to murder him for. Now, I can't remember how that the 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 uh, symbolic battle for the Darksaber played out in Rebels. What did did she fight Sabine for it? But no, no like, Sabine he, he turned around her. and went, he gave you it go. To her. Yeah, but so she was allowed to accept it that time. See, I did remember that, but I was like, surely that didn't happen, and now they're playing that you can't do that. They're trying to put it as, as she was resented and, and, and never taken seriously because of that, and then but she has to want to fight. He's got a lot of narrative left. I definitely think the Mandalorian is going to go on. The Boba Fett thing will be a few episode thing. Yeah. They've got so much bigger stuff set up. It's going to become all about Mandalore and getting it back and getting into all that wackiness with the Black Sword. Well, what, what, well with him do... being the reluctant... <laughs> person to, to take over Mandalore where he's like, I don't want to do it. And they keep dragging him along. Like, you have to. You have the sword. You have to come here. And he tries to fire. He keeps, like, he beats her already. He's like, all right. He keeps throwing it out and it keeps somehow coming back to him constantly. Like, he can't get rid of it. That was one of my other favorite parts of this episode where, you know, he, uh, the Mandalorian has the Darksaber and, and Giancarlo Esposito and he's like, hey, here you go. Here's the thing you wanted. And John Carl Esposito is like, let me give you two minutes of exposition about how she needs to win it in true combat. And then Pedro Pascal goes, I yield. Take it. Yeah. I really love that. I was like, yes, just it. take it. Like, hysterical. who cares? <laughs> Nobody but has to know. great. I love that. I wanted... That is a good thing about yeah. People are always very dismissive of other people's like deep core beliefs. We've learned in this. It's like, wait, you have a deep belief? You're an idiot. And he's like, well, my deep belief is, you know, it goes back and forth. And and it, that was a perfect example of I'm it. I'm so glad oh, you brought wait. that up because like she makes so much fun of him for not wanting to take his helmet Thank off. Thank you. But we're talking Thank about like yes. the, the future of the planet here. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I just I have to fight you to get that. I must kill you. Because okay, so. How did she lose the Darksaber then? If you're supposed to be defeated in battle and killed, what, did she leave it on her nightstand one day? And <laughs> He snuck in like a burglar. And, threw the and he just Got walks it. in and goes, oh, cool, and then walks away during the Siege of Mandalore? Like, I, I don't get how she lost it and is still currently alive. That's a story it's for all, another time. It's, it's, it's a story for the it, Bad Batch. It was almost as if it's... <laughs> It's almost as if they didn't plan any of this out and they're just going with whatever feels right in the moment. <laughs> it's it's almost like they wrote this entire thing in a weekend. That well, it's almost, they have they have strongly implied that Gideon acquired it in a imperial siege of the planet Mandalore, where it was probably you know like on some sort of sweet museum pedestal, and he like smashed the place up and like torched it and took that out, something like that. <laughs> I I just I just want to. 
because it, it, it drives me crazy. That's one of the things about this episode that drives me crazy. I want to get all of our thoughts on the idea that Luke being the one to pick up Big Whiskey is lazy storytelling. It should have been Ahsoka. Ahsoka should have showed up and said, hey, I made a promise to you that I would help this Big Whiskey find training. And it's clearly you were about to die, so I needed to help you. But that's the thing. If it's a big finale for The Mandalorian and it's going to turn into Book of Boba Fett, then it should be Luke. I'm fine with that. But if we're going to get two, three, four, whatever more seasons of Pedro Pascal, there's no reason for Luke to show up. I don't know. I, 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 I think tie they just want to into... give some space and make sure we don't get sick of Baby Yoda and make sure that they can have a nice big war at the planet Mandalore without him having to make sure the little egg basket is like far enough away from explosions the whole time. Sure. Sure. That That's a good point. And that's why I want to get you, you star Wars, you star Wars people. You're a But at the same time in Luke showing up, we have literally the recreation of the Darth Vader hallway scene from rogue one, like but with like Luke son. fighting droids. And I think this is, incredibly lazy and exemplifies the fact that star Wars, the story doesn't matter. It's the iconography that matters because in one in rogue one, we have a bad guy killing good guys and everybody goes, wow, that's so cool. And now we have a good guy killing bad guys. And that exemplifies and exhibits the same response. This is terrible. This is so bad. Okay. Okay. I hate this. Okay. Okay. Okay, I have to intervene with this. There's no, because it is somebody, I think I'm the only person that can argue with Rob about this because he knows that I, I at least have my head on straight for the most part. Just, just so you the, know, Zach and our audience, I'm saying that this this last episode of The Mandalorian me- exemplifies that iconography is more important than storytelling. That's what I took from this episode, and that's what I don't like. That's the point I'm Well, okay. A, it's directed by Peyton Reed, the least imaginable director on the face of the earth. So, like, <laughs> that doesn't do it any favors. There are a couple of cool scenes Good in call. this, but, like, yes, Peyton Reed directed this. You're not going to get the bar <sighs> set low. Um, but all that withstanding, the difference is that he's Luke Skywalker is not murdering anybody, he's disabling droids. And that's the thing that kind of insulates this from the same, like the criticism you were making about it being Darth Vader and Rogue One. Yes, it's meant to invoke the power of Luke Skywalker the same way it's meant to invoke the brutality of Vader in Rogue One. But I think it's meant to show that they are both incredibly powerful force users of the Skywalker lineage. Um, I, I won't deny that it's meant to be fan servicey, and it and it it hits it out of the park. It's a grand slam when it comes to fan service. But I like as somebody who worships at the ground of the Last Jedi, and especially Luke's portrayal in that movie, this was a hundred percent within character of Last Jedi Luke because he's not doing anything that would violate that code or that would come further on down the line. And I think that's what makes it work for me. Is that he's basically he? It's it's and like yes, the story is being built around that because it could have been they could have easily have done stormtroopers, but the fact that it's dark troopers and that they make a very big point of saying that there's nobody in those suits of armor, the human condition was the one element that was holding the project back. <laughs> um, yes, again, it, yes, 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 Rob, this is ham-fisted. Uh. I'm not going to ever take this away from this show. This show is meant there for people who consume this show on the most basic level possible. This is Stranger Things. This is Disney's version of stranger things i don't believe we all have to concede that 
I do not believe that as you say that at the end of your statement, I do not believe that those people who see it in this way care that they are they droids don't. or not. They don't care. But the pro but the thing is that like they cater to me. And they so rarely cater to people like me because think about it, Rob. It's kind of like what Russ said early on. You have the man babies that were mad at the end of The Last Jedi that Luke didn't flip around and impale Adam Driver like through the forehead because <laughs> because it's only – because again, these are, there's people out there that are literally mad at the fact that Luke Skywalker was not physically on crate. They're mad that he was a force projection. For some reason, that bothers them. And somehow they were able to both appease those fans – and appease me at the exact same time. And it's very rare for them to try to do that. And this is where it goes back into my thing where people make fun of me. Like today I posted in the Facebook group about how the rise, happy anniversary to the rise of Skywalker, the most unintentionally brilliant Star Wars film to ever exist. And I think that's the thing. Did they intentionally do that so they could appease both people? Maybe, maybe not. I don't think John Favreau is that complex. Remember, he is the architect of the Marvel machine. I so I, I, I think uh, there. When you have Bib Fortuna saying McClunky, I think that they're more than capable of surmising a plan that would please both of those groups. No, like they're listening no, I, to the internet. But that's the thing, though. The people who hit, remember the Last Jedi is the worst Star Wars film to ever exist, and Rogue One is considered ew. the greatest Star Wars film to ever exist, and yet Rogue One is still the lowest grossing Star Wars from other Disney era, excluding Solo, which is an outlier. Ah, so you're saying they're so trying to fix true. one with fix one with the other? In this well, I we think got, I I think they're trying they're trying to have their cake and eat it too, and this is where I, I I agree with Rob, or at least I'm leveling with him. And that, no, this is not perfect. This is like, to me, Luke Skywalker doing his thing. I thought that was incredible. It's what I, I last Jedi Luke in, as the person who has the $300 hot toys crate Luke Skywalker on my desk. And I look at him every single day. Um, I, 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 again, I was blown away because that's the, that's the grandmaster Luke Skywalker that I always wanted ever since I finished Return of the Jedi in 1999. That is what I always wanted. But as somebody – think about it, with today's technology, we can get a six years after Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker doing his thing, and this is exactly how you do it. It fits within the confines of how Ryan Johnson portrayed him in The Last Jedi. So no, like do we need Luke Skywalker in this show? No. Did did last year when they were hyping up this show and they made such a big point of saying, it's like, oh, we want the man, we want Star Wars going forward to go without, go beyond the bounds of the Skywalker saga. Did they immediately backtrack on that? Yes. But at the end of the day, and this is where I have to kind of concede the point to Rob in that Star Wars is always going to be revolving at some level around the Skywalkers. They are what Star Wars is at the end of the day. As fun as Rogue One is, as it's fun incestuous. as all these other things. I, it is incestuous, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. It's the same reason why like, you get goosebumps at the end of Rogue One with Darth Vader and Princess Leia showing up. I, the Skywalkers are Star Wars. And I think the further you diverge away from that, you're going to lose people. Because it's the thing that – not that you have to go away from it entirely or have it constantly like in the immediate orbit. But I think they're always going to have to throw a Skywalker in to kind of reel the story back in a little bit. And I think that's just the thing. And like, and with today's technology, why not? 
And like I said, I will again. I have no problem. I love Star Wars stories. Like, look at again. I am the person that sings the praises of Jedi Order, Jedi Fallen Order, more than anybody else. I am the first person to be like, hey, Star Wars can be a lot of fun when it goes without the outside of those bounds. But like I've said, also at the end of that game, spoiler alert: when Vader shows up and basically just like puts Cal Calrissian in the corner, and he takes like her, his master, and just kind of th- like this, like she goes charging at him, and he just waves his finger, and she kind of goes into the pit. It's like that's what it is at the end of the day. These characters have to show up briefly in brief spurts and they work. And I think that's just something that's that's the key to all this at the end of the day. They have to show up very minimally. Like what was what Luke Skywalker's screen time in this? Two minutes tops? I don't out think of a they show need that's it. had 16 episodes. I think they do. Because that's the I, thing. Because like you, you don't you haven't you you know, you haven't really like if like after like when we when the prequels were wrapping up they they without movies on the horizon they gave lucasfilm gave themselves the freedom to explore some other ideas i know you haven't played it but nice old republic's amazing story there's no friggin luke skywalker in it doesn't need him it's a good story it's like two thousand years earlier so that you can't have any member berry cameos to get people to clap you don't need them it's a great story it has a better story than jedi fallen order I'm, I'm I'm committing to that statement, and if and the reason like they're tricking you that you need this stuff, they're not brave enough to do something without it. They haven't even tried once. But that's the thing that there's going to come a point where Mark Hamill, think about it, Carrie Fisher's gone, Harrison Ford's going to one day not be able to land this plane somewhat properly, and Mark Hamill's just going to sit there and die of exhaustion of cashing paychecks. And so, like, eventually, like, we're not going to have access to this anymore. So you might as well exploit it while you can. I, I, they, and, I don't, I, I think you're vastly overestimating Mark Hamill's participation in the episode that we saw. Oh, he wasn't. I don't think he, I think outside of signing a piece of paper, but you still need, think about it, Mark. Do you? How long has Peter Cushing been dead? Somebody's going to sign that paper. I, I know, though, but at least if you have Mark Hamill being like, it's one thing when it's Peter Cushing and it's like, okay, would the actor would have done this? Would they? But at least Mark Hamill's alive and can make those decisions. And at least that makes it a little bit more, it feels a lot less icky. Um, like, I have no problem with Tarkin, but at the end of the day, like, we're going to start having movies with, like, what was that thing they were threatening us a couple years with? They were going to do like a James Dean movie. Yeah. Like, there's oh, going to yeah. come a time. There's going to come a time where they're going to start wanting to make movies with actors based on, I think you guys even said it, just having like going through their entire catalog of films, digitizing all the audio, and then being able to just with technology have them say anything they want. I think about it like that's that's going to be a thing that happens. That's what I've said about it's, it's what I've said about The Simpsons. Every character, every main character in The Simpsons has said every word to ever exist. So they have that all recorded and they will be able to AI it together. So the Simpsons will never end. <laughs> so I, 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 okay. I do want to bring up something real quick for you. Wait, he'll still away. say dough though, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> <still be fresh laughs> <dose>. There's going <laughs> to be they, an they episode might that's have 22 a... straight minutes of Homer go, or uh, Castellaneta going, don't. <laughs> I think they have a good recording of that somewhere over the 30 some years. Um, so Zach, I just want your opinion on this. So Peyton Manning d- directed this, and yes, Peyton, no. Peyton Andy Reid, Andy Reid directed this one, and I just want to know directorial debut of Peyton the, Manning. He was the, yes. the 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 director of Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp and the upcoming Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Do you think that this ep- that this single episode was better than both those movies combined? Oh, easily, yeah. 
He didn't even have to put Dr. Mandible in there this time. I was no. about to say, you, you have that no. unnatural hatred for Ant-Man. I forgot. I don't no. hate Ant-Man. Ant-Man and the Wasp was better than this episode. And what? Ant-Man and the no. Wasp was a bad no. movie. No, no. Absolutely not. That is, that is a factually wrong statement. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't no, because there's can't. one scene in this that's actually there's one scene in this episode that's infinitely better than all the Ant Man movies combined. No, and it's a shot when the Imperial for- shuttles being bo- no, when the Imperial shuttles being boarded, and you hear Boba Fett say like, "Prepare to be boarded," and you see like in the like view screen of the shuttle, Slave One just slowly like just like eclipses it, and I'm like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Like on a visual level. That's neat. I like that. Like that's sort of like okay. And there's a couple other scenes like that in this episode, but like no, like the shots of Luke Skywalker doing his thing, and we're seeing it like done like through like what CCTV like cams like on like the bridge of the ship. I'm like that's dumb. Like give me some better angles and stuff. Well, yeah, that's incredibly dumb because the the people who made the show realized, oh wow, we haven't shown Big Whiskey for two episodes. We need him to touch a television screen and feel it. And feel it. That was well, so like, yeah. stupid. <sighs> it did have some setup. It wasn't out of nowhere. There, there was like three episodes where, like, he was that related to Big Whiskey calling a, a Jedi to come help him. So, but it is an interesting question to sort of be like, so like he can pinpoint the location of a ship with the Force. Is that a new thing? I don't think that's ever happened before without any that's other. That's another knowledge. reason. That's well, another Finn reason I don't I just... like that it's Luke Skywalker. It should be Ahsoka. Ahsoka already has a a person to person bond with Big Whiskey. But he, yeah, but he she gets her own show was... though. We're not but doing a Luke the... show. But like, give it time. Give it time. <laughs> um, you after after the reception this episode got, you give it time. That's that is an inevitability now. That before is going to happen. On... Before we move on from Luke, have you ever seen Luke kill a droid, though? I don't know why this felt like I'd never... Did he ever killed a droid, ever? In any... Because we've seen him in, what, three movies? I'm glad he finally did, because... Well, one, Russ, I reject that you call it killing, because droids are not (laughs) alive. Okay? Do we want to open that can of worms? Yes, the beep boop trash You cannot kill a droid because it is never alive. Pause, pause, pause. Okay, Rob, please explain to the audience the beep boop trash can dilemma you have. They're robots. They are not alive. They are electrical impulses created by actual living things. You cannot kill one. You know, there's a reason that one of my favorite stories of all time is when I was in my undergrad— I was taking a class that was taught by someone who had just come over from China, like an actual Chinese native that was teaching in America for the first time. And he would have us do problems. It was an accounting class, a finance class. And he would pose us problems and we'd work on them and he'd call on people just to answer them. And there was one time when he called on some girl in this class to answer this question. And she says, I couldn't do it because my laptop died. And this Asian man stood up in the room looking confused as hell going what what do you mean your laptop died because that's an english idiom electrical things cannot die they run out of charge just like droids they're that's never right. living they cannot die and if you and if you disagree with rob you just got to you just got to ask you just you just got to wait you just got to look for that c3po quote the wonderful C-3PO quote from the holiday special where they're all celebrating life day. <laughs> and he says, it is indeed true that at times like this, R2 and I wish we were more than just mechanical beings yes! and we're really alive so we could share your feelings with you. 
Thank Farrick. C-3PO says he's not alive. <laughs> Robots cannot Thank be alive. Farrick Robots indeed. are activated or deactivated. And I love a good... One thing I loved about this episode, and I know I mentioned when uh, Zenger, Zach, and I talked about detours, I love when a good droid gets chopped up and, and destroyed. They're not killed. They're destroyed. Because they right, well, are... Look, I was just trying to kill a few beers and, and hang out with you guys. I didn't know I was going to get out. Uh, I'm sorry. Just drink <laughs> them. Drink them. I will kill them. You can't Ross, kill No, no. Just drink the beer. Yeast is Ross, alive. Makes... Yeast is a living thing. Right? Yeah, Ross, it makes you feel any better. I'm ready on my second drink in this yeast conversation. yeast in a beer, Zanger. You don't drink yeast. The yeast is what creates the fermentation. Right, no, uh, don't start sticking up for me now, please. <laughs> Ross, I'm already on my second drink. Like, trust me, you're not alone here. I have to even do this to get through these episodes now. See, Zach, that's a good point. You're killing yourself because you're drinking cleaning products. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> I hate everything. Um, so, so, so wait, in, in, period. Hey, we found out Luke Skywalker Rob. has never destroyed droids. That was I, pretty, pretty cool. I need to ask Rob this question. Oh, so, God. is Luke's hand alive or dead? Or is it some, like, Schrodinger's cat existence? A hand can't live, man. It's it's prosthetic. Like, if you lost your leg and then got a prosthetic leg, would you go, now I have a live leg? No, no one would ever say that. Would you say, I "I have a dead leg? No, you'd say you have a prosthetic leg. There's words for these things. Yeah, I would direct you to (laughs) Obi-Wan's description of Darth Vader. He is more machine now than man. It's not alive. Darth Vader's a cyborg. So there's a yes. so so cyborgs Lobot. you can kill. You can't kill Lobot because he's crafty. <laughs> okay, oh God, to this, answer this Russ is so to... philosophical. I love it, Zach. I'm taking over. Here we go. We're doing <laughs> philosophical robot cyborg talk right now. <laughs> well, it depends. Has a robot got any real brain left hell. in there, or is it fully filled in by machines? Well, your questions will be answered on the Lando series coming to Disney Plus. <laughs> All right, to answer Russ's the question, and it's something Lobot. Can we make every Star Wars Disney Plus spinoff called the book of insert characters name here? Oh, please. And the book of Lando. Holding the book up, reading it in the beginning. Yes. It's like, oh, it's like the you there. Fairy, it's like the Disney fairy tale movies. How they would begin with like, the book and like, un- like opening up. Like that's how it should begin. And it's going to be a hundred year old Billy D being like, gather around children and listen to one of my space adventures from years past. It's the uh, Chronicles. And, and turns the pages like Tinkerbell. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna see the font like and go into the pictures like Winnie the Pooh type of thing. <laughs> All right. To answer Russ's question, has Luke ever killed a droid? And this is something I'm really happy about, and I know I've talked about this before. Is that there was a book released three years ago, like like what was called like On the Road to the Last Jedi, called The Legends of Luke Skywalker, and the whole thing was is about like. Luke Skywalker lore and like where the story's true, where they false. Like Ahsoka says in Rebels, in every uh, legend, there's a little bit of truth. And there's a story called I Droid, where Luke Skywalker like goes to like a droid camp or like they're being enslaved. Rob, please be quiet. And I was about to say, one of my eyes just popped out of my head. It rolled back so far when you said I know. I I, I, I know, please d- contain yourself. Um, but in, in, that epi- in that chapter or story, Luke Skywalker actually is like 
in protocol droid armor with a lightsaber. It's one of the coolest images oh, of Star cool. Wars I've ever seen. And in that, he wipes out a lot of droids. And based on, like, I still say everybody should go out and read that book. It's also, like, it's been adapted into a manga, which is really neat. But, like, this, like, based on what we saw in this episode or in this chapter of The Mandalorian, I think, like, a lot of these stories in the legends of the legends of Luke Skywalker are probably true. Like, that's the thing. We still don't know what Luke Skywalker was doing during the Battle of Jeddah. I'm not Jeddah, um, Jakku. And I think the thing, too, I think is fascinating is that, like, think about it. Cara Dune is a marshal for the New Republic, and she really doesn't know who he is. So I think it's fair to say that when Luke had, like, we think about it, we know nothing of what Luke is really up to during this time period outside of the sequel trilogy. And I think it's interesting that clearly he's working outside the bounds of the New Republic, unlike what the Jedi Order was doing during the prequel trilogy, where, like, the, like the Republic and the Jedi were kind of enforcers of the peace the fact that luke kind of had his own thing going on i find that really fascinating well that was one of the big things that i really kind of was disappointed by with this episode when um when luke shows up and we don't really know it's luke yet i mean uh, hindsight 2020 all that stuff but when big whiskey and mandalorian are watching it on tv monitors in that in that sequence when luke is killing all the droids we do get a shot of you know i think the lightsaber ignites and then uh, Boca Raton says something like a Jedi and it cuts to Moff Gideon and Moff oh, Gideon looks, shot. He, he looks scared. He looks like, Oh my God, this is the one thing that I didn't want to happen. But then the entire scene when Luke is actually in the control room, we never get a cut. Him off Gideon again. And that's one of the biggest disappointments I have. Well, Cause he's knocked out. He's knocked out at that point. Yeah. Well, sure. But I mean, I I, th- I guess from a narrative standpoint is what I'm saying. I would, but I I would think- want a a major person from the remnants of the the bad guys to be like to have some response. I think that would be you interesting. Did. You already said he got, you already had a response. It's when he but sits there. Jedi. Right I down. want a response to Luke. Well, oh, how many I think Jedi he knows who it was? I think he knows who it is. The fact that they say think about it, every Imperial in the remnant right now, I would imagine is aware of who Luke Skywalker is. Okay, two things. I got two things here. One, he might be old enough to remember who Jedi actually are. Sure. And know how powerful they are. Two, I'm pretty sure it's public knowledge that Palpatine was taken out by a Jedi. Within, Mm. you know, that. So I'm sure that's why he's scared this. And that is awesome. This is after the suicide move on his part, right? No, he's, he's out cold. No, he... He sees him, freaks out, then tries to blast Bo-Katan. Okay, that's after the Jedi yeah, shows and up. He I tries can't... to shoot okay. the baby while while Luke is doing his thing. That's when. He okay, gets, yeah, in he a in cut. a total misunderstanding of where characters are. That whole scene, Big Whiskey is behind a table, and then Moff Gideon gets a blaster, and somehow Big Whiskey is standing out in the open, ready to take a blaster shot. Like the mise en scène is so bad. <laughs> Oh, wait, I'm going to that scene. I'm seeing Ant Man. <laughs> Good old Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah, he's out cold on the ground. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I don't want him to be out cold. I, I would have loved a little bit of 
ex-Imperial or ex-Darkseid, whatever you want to call Moff Gideon, Giancarlo Esposito, reacting to Luke, not just the notion of a Jedi. I would have liked that more. But I think he, but I think he knew it was Luke because who again? Yeah, like, you can that's think th- that. You can think that. That's fine. That's implicit. I want explicit. That's what I'm saying. But that's the thing, though. In this show, but you also critique this show for handholding. You can't have both. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That okay. When Rob's done uh, doing contradictions, then he can sit there talk, re- rejoin <laughs> the conversation. Um, but the thing I think interesting too is that I think about it. You have this whole thing happening with the Imperial Remnant. And Luke really isn't concerned about any of it. He's just there for the child. And I think that's interesting that Luke has almost risen above. I don't want to say almost. He has risen above the conflict of the Empire versus the New Republic. He really wasn't involved in it after. He was only involved in it to seek out his father by the time a Jedi. No, he's involved with the Rebellion. The the Death Star run, the first one. And he was in the Empire. I said after, like during Jedi, his only focus is to get to try to sway his father. He doesn't really care what happens to the rebellion. I, I, I does he goes well, to Endor? Well, he goes to Endor to try to get no, over. What does he do? No, he went there to no, help. He wanted to be. The he went there to help, and then he and then on the Imperial shuttle, as they're trying to get when they open the shield for them, he goes, "I'm endangering the mission. I shouldn't have come." And that's when he changes his shifts because he realizes he's, his presence is giving them away. There is a there is a really great deleted scene from Empire where, uh, like it's Hans. They know Hans leaving because he's got to deal with Jabba or whatever. He's not sticking around for the cause. There's it, right after Luke gets out of the back to tank, he has an exchange with Leia about. Basically, he tells her he's like, "I'm actually gonna bail on you guys too," because he, he to go explore what Ben told him about Yoda, and he doesn't really explain to her like why, but it's a pretty dire situation, and he pretty much just tells her that he's out too, and it's to explore. Yeah, he went and stole one of their shuttles, did not pay for it, and ran off with it, and is just cruising around the galaxy with a captured R2 unit, mind you, as well. <laughs> he is stealing the New Republic's, like, stuff. Okay, I'm gonna get into this now because I feel like this is the best opportunity because we're talking about Luke. How many years after after Return of the Jedi does this take place? Six. Six years. And you were telling me that this is what, okay, this is what bothered me. I was fine with Luke. I was fine with everything with him showing up. I was fine with him killing droids. I really want to talk about the interplay earlier. I thought we with... said that he wasn't killing droids. He was dismantling them. Oh my you God. cannot kill droids, Zeng. Okay, he was eradicating droids. <laughs> there, there you go. Does that work? <laughs> yes. That, yeah, I approve of that. Yes. Okay, after he got done dismantling there, that's even a better one. Dismantling all the droids strategically. Um... He shows up, and what is he wearing? The exact same thing he was wearing in Jedi. So after no, six years, different. it's different. It, it's, it's different. Okay, it's a black outfit. He should have changed the it belt, up. The belt buckle and the cloak is black. The cloak was brown in, in Jedi. I'm just saying, I I don't like that he one looks like he has not aged a day, and two that they have him in the same outfit. They couldn't put him in Jedi the, robes. It's, no, it's different. Those it's are his different. Jedi robes. Those though. are his that was like okay. brown Jedi robes. Yeah. His brown and tan ones. Check no, it out. No, no. There's... Okay, okay. <laughs> Look I'm, it up. I want to respond. I want. I want. Okay. Because we, we okay, can all take part him. That Zach... Okay. This is the thing. 
as somebody who has the Luke Skywalker crate on his desk that looks at it every day, the outfit he's wearing in the final episode of season two of the Mandalorian is clearly on the path to that because that's the the Luke Skywalker crate outfit is the kind of the outfit he wears during the next couple of years. Because if you go look at the Rise of Ben Solo comic or the Rise of Kylo Ren comic, when him and like Ben Solo and Laura Senteca are like exploring the galaxy, he's wearing that outfit. And you can tell that between the belt buckle and the black cloak. We're on the road to that. He doesn't start wearing the like Force Awakens like outfit until like toward the like once Ben Solo is like in his like like mid twenties. Okay, and here's my thing. There's the symbolism in New Hope. What color is or is his outfit? I, I know white, gray, black, and at the Purple. end of Jedi, yeah. he gets oh. the. Okay, <laughs> Stop saying Sorry. curse words, everybody. You're making me edit, and I don't want to edit. Just say Tank Zach, welcome to my life when we do cinemodities now. <laughs> I, I wanted Rob Rob to answer because I knew he'd get it correct, but thanks, Zach, for, for covering for him. Cyan. Or are you still <laughs> guessing? <laughs> That's the color of the lightsaber. Perfect. No, I, I like I said, Roy G. I Viv. Just, <laughs> I just don't like how he's like in the same outfit. It's and not it, the same outfit. Did I not just make a point? Okay. Not only Roy that, G. Not was actually a it's, um a pod. It's racer. a little different. <laughs> it's, it's it's a little different. But I you guys want it also... on record. I want on record. I'm the one being the most. Po- you want to get so weird? We're at a point now where I'm the one defending the Mandalorian episode. I find Ross wins the best joke of the Listen. night with that one right there. <laughs> what Ross say? Roy G. Biv was actually a pod racer. That's what Russ said. That's the best thing. That is fantastic, Russ. Oh man! But you, Zinger, you got Zinger. You know, you you. We all probably know someone who watched this and was like, well, as soon as they saw Luke, they were their first question was, uh, "When does this take place?" If they would have gave Luke something like really different to wear. The, there would have been so many filthy casuals asking that question that you would have heard it if your windows were open. Like it, it's just like they would have no clue where to begin. And it's okay that he looks kind of the same. He's supposed to be like 28 or something. Like it's, he looks kind of, and you, and you can kind of tell what you can almost tell what shots they used from return of the Jedi to like model the face. Like he looks, it looks, it looks like it's from the Jabba message. Like well, a lot of it is from the hologram of like him talking to Jabba. Right. Yeah. It's, and there's one they that have looks, the raw footage of that, that we've not seen blue. Like there's a holog- probably like that, a hologram. that's probably good. So, but there's a couple shots. Look, I, and I, I, I'm so confident that if you, if we had a side by side up, you'd really notice it. But like right after he, uh, he, he cuts off Vader's arm and he's talking to the emperor. Some of it looks like very similar to that. And, uh, and I think they, they, they just like, they, I think they had to make it look, they had to tie it into his return of the Jedi look or like, or like just the casuals would just have no chance of having any idea what's going on. Well, well, actually, Chris, I'm glad you bring that up. That last notion you mentioned of the um, the casuals, which I guess I'm a part of, um, is that the reason that R2D2 shows up for no reason? There is no reason. Sure, R2D2 can be on the ship on the X-wing with Luke because I know that's how they do. But why would R2D2 ride up the elevators after he- Luke kills all? Uh, uh, sorry, dem- dismantles all the droids. Hey. And R2 has have... kind of proven himself as a helper a lot along the way where he's he's gotten he multiple Jedi's is contractually obligated yeah. to show I, himself. I, I didn't in any like... scene where you assume he's there. 
I didn't like that R2-D2 shows up because I felt that was like ham-fisted, you know, fan service. But I did have to laugh, like, open, openly, like, chuckle out loud when Big Whiskey is, like, you know, in the chair and Luke shows up and he's like, little one, come with me. And the Mandalorian says something like, he doesn't want to go with you. And Luke says, no, he's waiting for your permission. And very timidly, like, Big Whiskey eventually starts to go towards Luke. And then R2-D2 shows up, and R2-D2 shakes and rattles, and Biz- Big Whiskey's like, oh, boy, a new toy. I want to do that. And he just goes with them. Like, I thought that was hilarious. And you also Maybe can realize that R2-D2, well, R2-D2, of course, knows Yoda very well. He's like, whoa, there's a little, look, it's just like yeah, oh, my I, old buddy. I, I, do, I did want to ask you Star Wars guys. We have the knowledge that I don't have. Like, does R2-D2 know everybody in the known Star Wars universe? Because he's the only thing that's ever existed in all nine movies, right? He pretty much mm-hmm. knows everybody. Well, yeah, not, I mean, he maybe he was like, Grogu, this Grogu dude? Because I was around the Clone Wars. I remember this little guy. R2-D2's beeping and rattling, and he's like, oh, my best friend from that series that's going to come out in 2021. <laughs> they, they did a fair job of replicating the R2 motion when Kenny Baker would have been literally inside him trying to shake it and knock it over to get some motion out of that thing. It did kind of <laughs> look like that. That was my that was my big my big thought. I was like, R2-D2 shows up for no reason other than to shake and rattle and big whiskey to go, baby, baby noises, baby noises. And that was, it was terrible. I hated it, but I get well, it. it <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be a Christmas ornament of them two touching very soon. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, I I did not like R2D2 in this at all. That was that was the biggest moment of fan service. Like I said, Luke, that's if if it's the end of the Mandalorian, fine. If it's not the end of the Mandalorian, lazy screenwriting. R2D2 though is just nonsense at the end of this episode. Well, I think you've made obviously you have a bias towards droids. So like I think I'm not to say your opinion should be discounted anytime it comes up regarding them, but I don't like any. Well, speaking of droids, do we all agree that when the 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 dark troopers when they make their appearance, there is a dubstep needle drop? Yes, that is yes. Their <laughs> they have a dubstep. Fundamentally theme. embarrassing when Star Wars turns to dubstep. I I thought that was dumb. About eight years too late as well. But uh, <laughs> yeah, this like, is yeah, a long time ago. It's fresh Who's for them. Listen to Skrillex anymore. <laughs> It weren't, weren't, twice. Weren't, weren't, weren't death troopers like kind of making dubstep noises too like in rogue one not it's not quite really. as deep I, I mean if you put a dubstep like beat over it, i don't think it would be too out of place like someone sampling some some death trooper talk well if, you, if you're sampling the star wars droid yeah. noises then that's a different story but this was literally like like john carlos esposito goes activate the death troopers and we get like the pan up from their the, their bottoms to their tops and it's like and i'm like oh my god this is so stupid somebody's gonna sample that john carlo line to open a song with now though that's definitely that's a foregone conclusion because he's looking for relevancy Brings it back. Another hefty takedown of 
Skrillex on the Knights of Vader podcast. I'm glad <laughs> oh, we could. Oh, it's happened before. I didn't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm I'm covering my bases though, just in case. <laughs> Another hefty takedown of Skrillex from every person that has a, a sense of musical taste ever. <laughs> oh, I I do want to bring up something that I thoroughly enjoyed, and I think it's going to be overlooked by a lot of people. And it was great. It was a great moment. It was a great, you know, answer to, a, a, you know, old, old, old statements made. So when, when they went to go capture clone Mick, um, cloney pants from the. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to Zach this. Cloney um, cloney pants. <laughs> um, when, when they go to capture him from the from the shuttle, which those things are just apparently just like dime for a dozen of like getting captured by like anybody they're like the most unsecure thing in like the history of the empire uh there's there's the exchange between the pilot and um Mc, mcmarshall uh Mc oh are you that talking about a, the the opening the death star line yes that's a oh that's so good because there's stuff back and forth and i'm like no Ooh. it made no sense it made no, no sense, sense. What? What? That that her response to him was which one? And I'm like, oh, that's so. Is it? Well, this is something I wanted to ask you guys. I'm glad you bring this up. Thing. Isn't this stupid? Because the pilot was like, I. He literally says, I saw Alderaan explode. I was on the Death Star. There and was then nothing. Ever. goes, there which was one? Nothing. It's clearly the first one. The <laughs> second one didn't blow up Alderaan again. I'd like to point out that. I'd like to point out that Rob is the one saying that, which is even funnier. <laughs> what I, I like the comeback. It was a good comeback. Stop hating on me. This is my it, it was a good comeback because you, he's, he's you reminding like, him that it, we don't know. Okay, okay. One person at a time talking. Please. One person yelling at you. Which one? It's like there was only one Vietnam War. It makes no sense. I hated this line. Well, it's not only that, but it's the it's the one you know the one that killed your whole family. It's that one. If in case you got it confused. It's meant to be a quick, like a witty retort. Give it. Oh my God! Why, Rob? He's coming to my defense. What world do we live in? I can't believe I can't believe we're at a point where I'm defending this show. Like, wow! Talk about a 180. (laughs) I'm defending this show. I want everybody to know, like, this is how, like, what you're doing to Rob right now. This is how I normally feel. Like, I'm the one trying to fight this all back. And now I'm just like swooning because I got a Skywalker doing nonsense in this. And I'm just like, I just want to swipe my credit card. Like, just Disney, sell me the goddamn $300 hot toys, Luke Skywalker, Mandalorian figure. Like, come on, just put that out for pre-order and I'll be happy until you send it to me like three <laughs> that years That was from the now. post-credit scene. Boba Fett sat on the throne and then it went. I want it, him it, too. Send me another one with him too. Spend your money. Spend your money. I want to swipe my credit card to help Luke Skywalker raise Grogu at the Jedi Temple. That will eventually end with him being murdered by Ben Solo. Well, okay. Now, uh, I don't know thank you for the was. other giant elephant in the room. So are we under the assumption that he dies? No, so. because they won't do that, but I hope they do that. I would love we if they did that. But they're not so good jumping around up. cannons and being able to bob and weave every massacre that occurs to her that should have killed him many times. Well, oh, yeah. He said that students, by that point, wouldn't, like, Big Whiskey not be a student of his at that point? Wouldn't he have been like... Dude, he can barely talk even by the end of 
Rise of Skywalker. He's like 70 then. If he's 50 and is like that, how much progress do you think he's made by 70? Well, that would well he was able to escape one Order 66. That couldn't talk by 100. That would suck. He escaped the first. The, he escaped Order sixty six because someone put him in a package and put him at the post office somewhere. Like that's what happened. <laughs> he becomes Flat Stanley. <laughs> I was about to say Normal from Garfield, but yeah, that works too. Oh, Normal's good. I like that. <laughs> what send, send oh him to Abu Dhabi or whatever it is that. <laughs> Yeah, well, they basically did because you see where he ends up. Like he's literally being carted around by a gang who has him. They're they're feeding him so little that they've got like a net over the box that he's in. Like they forgot he's in there, so he's got a super slow metabolism apparently. If you had it, if you had a Garfield normal (laughs) normal (laughs) reference on your Knights of Vader bingo card, hey, I think Flat Stanley should be on there as well. (laughs) No, that's too obscure. Like no one was ever going to get that. But okay, Zach Zach and I will discuss this later. (laughs) 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 What goes on bingo cards? (laughs) But yeah, so but like Kylo, when Kylo Ren like wrecked Luke's academy, like I think. What, what is it implied that the Knights of Ren were were other students that took okay. with them? It's so okay, Grogu no, might happened? have been a, a lost Knight of Ren. He's the yeah, lost he gets, okay. He, the he doesn't. Ren in the armor, he dies in the Rise of Skywalker. He gets he dies that way. He's the one that gets pushed into like like a bottomless pit. He'll be yeah. there. No one's ever really gone. He's got um, a suit. Wait, wait, Zach. Book of Grogu did, coming. Zach, did we hear Grogu's <laughs> voice at the end <gasps> of Rise of Skywalker? Oh, we can only hope. We can nope, get up, lady. That means he's alive. <laughs> well, Ahsoka's alive too, according to that cowboy hat man. That's so brutal. Uh, Ru- Russ, you keep mentioning this character. Grogu, who is that? Go Groot. Who is that? Go Go Groot. It's just a little thing I've started a Groot fan club. Oh, okay. It's Groot from the Marvel Universe. If anybody can't tell, I have very successfully now gotten Zach, Chris, and Zenger to call him Big Whiskey. Russ, you're the last one left. You're Who's holding that? out on us. <laughs> All right. So, whiskey. All right. Who do I who do I give my credit card information to? Who do I give the last three digit security code to so I get my hot toys Boba Fett from Disney, the new paper? I want that. I want all of this, Chris. I want all of these merchandise. I want like I don't like I saw an Admiral Akbar figure and I'm like, ew, like I want new crap. I want like it's not hard. They can easily kit that kit bash like uh, that Luke Skywalker. Oh yeah. They'll put a new cape on the Return of the Jedi one and they'll be like, credit card, please. Exactly. <laughs> I want that right now. Like I saw Bo Katan, I couldn't hand my like it was like pre-order sold out everywhere. You're Who probably in it? luck with that uh the the Boba Fett one too, because they don't really have to make anything new. It's more of a paint job and like put a little eh, skirt on them. And they got like expand the torso a little bit. Like, come that's, on. Like, that's, we something can't Hot Toys, that's something Hot Toys already does. It's like it's literally referred to as a fat suit in the Hot Toys collecting community. <laughs> and it exists and they just put it on things. Okay, so. good. All right, good. As long speaking, as I get that. Speaking of Boca Raton, who is her sidekick? I don't know her name. Um, Lady, in this Mrs. Boba Fett. Mrs. Okay. Sasha um, Banks Mandalorian. She did any does anybody else agree with me with the fact that watching this last episode because I have not seen the episodes where she appears earlier if she does um they couldn't do another take she might be the worst actress I've ever seen. <laughs> How dare yeah, you she's say a, that she's, to somebody she's who a is WWE. 
a WWE wrestler come to the screen and for the Snoop Dogg's like niece, I think, or something, yes. or cousin, Snoop or Dogg's I don't know. related to yes. Snoop Dogg. But I, I really hated. Well, her performance in the whole episode is terrible. But when we get the stupid, bloated nonsense of Boba Fett fighting her, because okay, it's I, like, I take personal who offense. Clearly, to the, clearly, to the we know nonsense. that our teammates are gonna pair up. Like, why do we have them fighting each other? It's like the. F- uh, sorry, Zach. The Defenders. God damn the it. Fir- Another freaking edit. God, you're making me passionate about this. But it's like watching the Defenders or the Avengers. It's like we know they're going to come together. Who cares seeing them hate each other? But no, I, I think that, okay, the beginning okay, is. They have okay, to spit okay. this hot fire at each other. Of like I saying know, I've heard but, your okay. voice a thousand times. That was cool. I love that line. But getting to Rob's point is that I think what this season three is going to be of Mandalorian is that it's going to be like the quest for Mandalore. And I think Boba Fett will also show up in that as well. And I think he's going to be the I think what they're going to do is we've kind of joked about what Maul's role in all this was going to be. I think they're going to make Boba Fett that new crime syndicate lord that's going to throw a wrench into all of this. Thank like God I said, that it's not going to be Amelia Clark. Thank God. God. Well, no, no, wait, it's still alive. It could still be not if uh, I have anything to say about it. <laughs> you'll get you'll get one episode of Amelia Clark in the Lando show. That, that's probably about it. Also, I, I think they're just trying really... to replace Game of Thrones by having, you know, instead of the fight for the Game of Thrones throne, I guess that's what that is. I I've never watched the show that much. But um I guess it's going to be the, the fight for the for the Mandalore. Or Mandal- yes. Yeah. Also, isn't it kind of interesting that both uh, Din and Boba Fett both get weird symbolic titles by the end of this episode? Like, it's almost like Din should have been the one who got a big stupid throne at the end accidentally. Like he, he doesn't did. want any of it. Yeah, he essentially did. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's basically he like Glass Town. It's the short version of the Chronicles of Reddick, you know? Yeah, that's a great... Oh, man, I'm so... That was, I, could, I was actually yeah. thinking of that, too. I'd, that, I don't know. I Maybe I'm in the minority, the but that's a fun movie. Cut we just did. All right. If you had Chronicles of Riddick on your Knights of Vader bingo card, please come up and collect your prize. Jeez Louise, guys. I'm running out of prizes at this point. <laughs> Although Vin Diesel kind of earned that chair a little... He worked a little harder in his scene than Boba Fett had to... To get that, he beat that not sting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I don't, I don't know why my 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 uh, Vin Diesel it's just turns it's, into Stallone. <laughs> yeah. Did this all start because I talked about Groot? Isn't he Groot? Like, what's going on here? I'm Groot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What else is there about this? I feel like there's a lot in this episode that we're not discussing. I have another, like, we have... I have another thing that I wanted to bring up because I hate this episode. <sighs> <laughs> okay, so so you have all our characters in the control room. You know they're they're all hunkering down. A million droids that are the most dangerous droids are coming most for them. Dangerous dubsteppers you we've ever yeah, seen. Exactly, Skrillex is sending his army upon our main characters. <laughs> they just spin and, and their fists fly everywhere. And, yeah. and, and, and they all have they all have that weird like half of their head is shaved and the other half is really long. It's it's crazy. And they're all coming at our main characters and everybody starts hunkering down uh in the control room and Moff Gideon has the line where he says the dark troopers are coming or something like the dark troopers are coming. They're going to kill all of you until only me and the child are left. And the Mandalorian 
picks up the stupid puppet of Big Whiskey and puts him behind a bench or whatever and goes, I'm going to get you out of here, kid. Why wouldn't the Mandalorian pick up Big Whiskey and go, hey, kid, I know you have mystical powers. We need your help. They Why already did that. on him. Space Cold did Weathers that. did that when, already. It didn't work. When you ask him to use the magic hands, it, he doesn't even really know what he's seeing. <laughs> was, that, was that before the Ahsoka episode? Because I did not see those episodes. That was yeah, season what one. What are going to do? Throw the little ball That was out season one. Not gonna I help. remember season one, okay? I'm sorry. But, but literally, we have this arc in season two from the episodes I've seen where Mandalorian learns that his name is Big Whiskey and can communicate with him more effectively, especially to use the Force. Why wouldn't he be like, Big Whiskey, we need your help. Force these fools. But instead he just puts them behind a bench. I didn't get I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. Because like the, the Mandalorian read the script and knew that Luke Skywalker was coming. I don't like Star Wars. What? I don't like oh. any of this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay now you're rob, speaking my language rob can you explain what gideon's plan was with the kid to me in your oh, terms oh yeah his plan was he wanted to drink his blood isn't that <laughs> what we realized where gideon's like i he's like this kid has a high m count so i want to like drink his blood and get tipsy off of it isn't that the whole thing uh, you know what i'd like <laughs> to argue with him but there is no evidence in the contrary <laughs> That was another part of this episode that I really didn't like because I know in like the last two episodes they were setting up like something about a donor or whatever. Like we have the child, like contact the donor. And I'm just like, what? Did that what? happen? Yeah, isn't that when in the episode where the big whiskey gets captured, isn't it something like contact the doctor? No, we, we, we have, have the donor. Yeah, we have the donor. You get yeah, big whiskey is the donor, and there's yeah. an, there's yeah. another person who is a volunteer who gets subjected to big whiskey blood that they kind of reference in a previous episode, but they don't ever say who that is. It's probably just yeah, some well, guy, not well, relevant. John Carlos Esposito clearly wants to just do a shot of big whiskey blood. Probably already did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's good for him? I'd do it too. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you can take him. I already had the shot, so. It's fine. Well, I, I think uh, speaking of that, that you mentioned that, Chris, I do have to I don't remember exactly who mentioned this in the Knights of Vader Facebook group. I wish I could give accreditation, but I don't want to spend the time looking for it to slow this conversation down. But somebody in the Knights of Vader Facebook group said that the Mandalorian fell for the oldest trick in the book. When uh, when Mandalorian says to Moff Gideon, Moff Gideon's like, I've already have what I want from the child. You can take him. And then Moff Gideon attacks him with the with the dark saber. It's the oldest trick in the book, man. You fell for it. I know Russ knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> that that was one of the more McClunky scenes in it, too. Where I was like, come on, man. You know, this this is not. I mean, I know they don't have a lot of interaction together, but you knew what was coming with that. You know, they have to have a fight scene. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've known um, since he got a, a Beskar spear that survives, you know, vehicles being destroyed and everything else that it was coming down to I this. I really enjoyed, I loved the fight between, well, I didn't love the whole fight between Mandalorian and Moff Gideon, but I loved that the fact that when he used the Darksaber on the Beskar, it got red hot. I thought that was cool. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love when he was pulling it through the pull, getting parts of the wall being ripped up with the thing. Uh, it's good because it shows that under if you actually put them together long enough, the lightsaber would win, which is what we all want to believe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It would have broken in half eventually if you didn't get it off that one spot. Yeah, I, I glancing think, blows are one thing, you know. I, yeah, yeah. It, it, it actually causes damage over time, which is great. But I think something that uh, uh, Chris and I have talked about, everybody check out uh, Cinemodities, where Chris, Ben, and I talk about trading places. Um, we talk about Giancarlo Esposito in our trading places discussion, Chris. I have said to Zach when I was live texting him, um, I still think Giancarlo Esposito is wasted as an actor. I did not like him in this season, in this show. I really want him to do something other than big bad villain man. What oh, did you, you should check him out in Amazon's The Boys, where he's... No! No! He's the same <laughs> character, Sanger. He's terrible in The Boys. Oh. The Boys is probably his worst performance as the same character. Oh, well, then you should check out this show... Um. Was on, I think it was AMC Breaking Bad. Reason he got typecast. His only good role ever is in the the Spike Lee movie Do the Right Thing. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Better Call Saul. I was like, wait a second, hold on. I don't know if he's in that. <laughs> I really want. I ever since Breaking Bad, Giancarlo Esposito has become typecast beyond belief, and I really want him to do something else than big bad well villain. Well, at least they let him be uh, exposition man in this episode rather than just like one liner Moff Gideon that he's been that's for the first two seasons. So he's John Carlo exposition now. What do you say? Oh, there it is. <laughs> step down. <laughs> I know, Zach, because I'm bringing this up because we texted about it. You said you actually liked him in this episode. Is that right? I really did. I liked him in this. He, he was okay. just mustache twirling enough that I enjoyed it. But Zach has not seen Breaking Bad nor The Boys nor exactly. Big Bad Villain. Wait, 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 have you seen the Harley Quinn animated TV show? No. Ew. Because I'll give you a wild guess who he is in that. Big Bad Villain Man. Lex Luthor. <laughs> I see a trend I, here. I want to see him as a minor role as like a scientist. I want to see him as like, you know... Uh, Zach and I have talked about how Tenet only has four women, and one of the women explains the technology. I want to see him do that. I want to see him be a woman for once. <laughs> do anything differently. He's so oh, typecast, I feel history. bad for him. He was in that Maze Runner show? There was a Maze Runner show? A Maze Runner <laughs> show? show? Oh. I said show by accident because the thing under it said show, so I was like, like it was a the show. The 40 Maze Runner movies weren't enough. It needed to be a series. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would bet I have not seen... I've only seen the first Maze Runner, which I don't think he's in. No, he's on the second one, I think. But it, Okay, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet you anything he's Big Bad Villain Man. I um, don't think you're wrong. All right, to bring this, to bring this back on track, Chris, was, there an alien, was there an Alien 3 reference in this? No, we haven't gotten there yet. Give it time, though. It needs to happen. I natural. haven't seen Alien 3 yet, Zach. I was too busy watching 16 hours of Zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, come on, Chris. Well, I mean, like Luke's arrival is somewhat comparable to when Waylon Yutani shows up on <laughs> 13 at the end of the movie, I suppose. <laughs> Fair, I'll allow it. I gotta watch Alien Three. I'm trying to watch all the Fincher movies. 
I gotta watch Alien Three, unfortunately. Which cut, which cut of Alien Three should he watch, Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know. Yeah, hundred percent. The correct answer is no cut because there's not a good cut of Alien Three. Oh my god! <laughs> no, it's like just because the guy is all indignant about how the experience went with the studio. You know, yes, you like him exactly. As yes, but he was a kid who'd done some music videos before that. He deserved the experience he got, and he still did a good job. It's a good movie. He, it's not finished my film. He walked off of it. It doesn't yeah, count I've never as a movie. Seen it. I have never seen Alien 3. I'm excited as to no watch one it. ever should. There's Alien, Aliens, Alien Resurrection, Alien vs. Predator, Aliens vs. Predator Requiem, the, the best of the reason, The reason I've never seen Alien 3 is because Aliens is a garbage movie. It's I, Wait, oh, wait, what? Alien, yeah, I knew. This is why <laughs> Zach is rolling his eyes right now. Aliens, directed <laughs> by James Cameron, is a garbage movie. I, I feel so is Terminator Two. Listen, <laughs> listen, Rob. I'm starting this. I'm wait, doing wait, wait, wait. it. We're on the internet. This is wait, basically the on. YouTube hold comment on. section right here. Yeah. Hold on a second. Is the reason Terminator Two is bad is because of the kid? The reason that Terminator Two is bad is because thirty percent of it is action. Seventy percent of it is a child trying to get a robot to be human. Okay, back to the robots. Listen, you're not going to convince like him. Rob. I know Chris is like Rob. I know that so I don't like robots. Saying he got dismantled at the end in that that big Let me just, chamber of lava. Oh. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say though, Rob. I'm not going to try and convince you that Aliens is good. But as someone, as you are, as someone who doesn't think it's good, I think you'd really enjoy Alien Three. I'm going to watch it. I've been trying to watch a good. lot, and I need a supporter here. Stuff, so I, I gotta see it. Yeah. Um, what's what's I, your opinion my, on the alien franchise? Rob's on your side for your Alien Three shenanigans, so at least you got that. <laughs> I'll Ross, what's that your I opinion on the Alien franchise? I like the Alien franchise. The first two are amazing. I especially love two. Two scared the hell out of me as a kid too. I love exactly. hard sci-fi and stuff. Who, who I have too many movie? member berries for it. Granted. Who uh, is but, a stupid movie for stupid people? Oh, God, <laughs> oh, God. God. Do you remember? There's a scene in two where all the Marines are in the in the compound, and the dude from the ship goes, "Don't fire your weapons because it will cause an explosion." Uh, and all the Marine goes, oh, "I'm gonna fire listen, my weapons listen, anyway." Rob, Fucking you're wrong. Idiots. You're wrong. You're wrong. There's a there's a critical distinction there. The reason for that order was not explained to them. Had it been by that rookie uh, corporal, whoever it was, that guy who had never done a true combat mission, who was running the show, if he had if he had told them why they shouldn't fire, they probably wouldn't have. But okay. he left that okay. bit of information we're, we're, out. We're making a distinction between now who should follow orders in the Marines. Yes. No, they were being attacked by aliens. Only if you're in, aliens, if you're in if the they, Marines, you follow your orders. You don't need an explanation. They were being that attacked by aliens. Sense. It got real. <laughs> Okay, let's all, go <laughs> let's all go to the military and let's see how we all get court-martialed when we That's don't follow orders because well, we get court-martialed or you die. God, you get court-martialed or you die. The... But either way, that character was per the guy who gave that order and didn't tell them that they were going to cause a reactor breach if they fired their guns is portrayed. The rest of the movie they spend trying to point out what an incompetent jerk that guy is. So it's within the character to leave out that information and be a rookie at his job. I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't agree. 
If you have an order from a superior officer, you follow that order. You're just lucky I'm that that technically okay. trial There's right Can I here. point Absolutely. out something real quick? I cannot tell you the number of times Zach has told me on this podcast to please stay on target. And what is the first thing I do when I open my mouth next? Watch detours. Exactly. <laughs> You're still watching that same one over and over on a loop, man. It's just on loop on one of my TVs. For long and and oh come on, for, for love of money. Bank oh, <laughs> Farrick is the best thing I've ever seen. Wait, wait, what's the other? No, Cara Dune has another swear word in this. What does she say? She oh, says like it's, "son of a." It's like the it's pudding side muddled. of something. They have a couple of weird things they say in this. So I'm like, they're just forcing these now. She it, says something like "mud raker," but it's not "mud raker." It's like it, "mud it, mud scuffer" or something. Like that. It, mud it's scuffer, some muddled yeah. thing. And then there's also a term like something in the stew pie or something like that, which is a callback to space, whatever her name is. Earlier, Carl Weathers was writing some of these uh, <laughs> dialogue for this. <laughs> I think they realized from feedback. Space Anasodakis. I can't talk. Yeah. Space Anaferis. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. She she says it too earlier. In it. It's something about something in the scud pie or something. But but yeah. no, where she's. I don't know if you're correct. You're on purpose. The real mud skipper in the old scud pie. This yeah. Thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's it. Thank you. Thank I don't you. know. I'm putting the two things you guys said together. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> you know what? I believe it. Can Whoever we get Nerf Hunter back? Or is that like totally racist at this point? <laughs> <laughs> it's Moof Milker now. They're appropriate <laughs> term. <laughs> Moof Milker. That's somebody's <laughs> fetish, I swear. <laughs> Whoever wins... I lose because I have to edit this. <laughs> that's that's the uh, that's the AVP. Really? Uh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh I know. man, God, why, why are there so many references to awful movies that aren't aliens? <laughs> like, on this podcast, right. no one can hear you scream. <laughs> <laughs> They're all screaming. We can't hear. They've shut it off ten minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. All right. Anything else about this episode? There was like so much that happens here, yet we somehow ended up in Beep Boop Trash Canville and Alien 3 Town. That's you like the aliens on yourself. Yeah, he time. did that. But the reason you say there's so much happens here, but you know, there, I don't have much to say about it besides Luke Skywalker because like the middle massive chunk of it is just our crew of people smashing up stormtroopers and it they spend a lot of time smashing up yeah. stormtroopers is, isn't isn't that the problem of modern day television i've said this to zach for smashing years stormtroopers modern well yeah they're all mashing stormtroopers but modern day television is nothing matters in the middle 50 minutes the only thing that matters is the last five because they want to make you watch the next episode true as and long that, as that last five minutes has Luke Skywalker in it, game I, on. No, well, I, there might be this something is to my that problem because, with Breaking Bad. Like Breaking well, Bad did the same thing. That was a good show, but they fell into the same trap where nothing happened for fifty minutes. But then that last five, whoa, well, we're gonna Robert, talk about this on Twitter for a week. Robert Rodriguez said that the script for his episode was only nineteen pages, so they oh my God. they wanted him to come up with. 15 minutes of nothing action to to like pad it out the time i guess i i i honestly saw this as your theory fluff like i saw this episode as fluff 
until you get to Luke Skywalker because they knew that that was going to get them retweets and posts. That's all that matters for TV these days. I like the beginning of the shuttle. That was that the space stuff at the beginning was more interesting than just plowing through like fifty stormtroopers. I did like that. I thought we should mention that that to having Boba Fett chase them and and going into the front of the ship and oh, almost want to crash land to two to stop extra uh, Tie fighters from coming out. That was a neat little bold move. You don't see that a lot. That was actually yeah. a good moment when like Bo- Boba Fett in the uh, his ship is mis purposely missing shots so they can you know, do the distraction. And then as soon as our main characters get into the the ship of, of Giancarlo Esposito, Boba Fett blows up two of the of the of the bad guys and bolts away. I thought that was hilarious. In time to him for him not to come into contact with Luke Skywalker, because man, as my Rob said, that would have been an awkward, awkward moment. To be like, hey, wait a second, you look like that guy that threw me into the pit. It's Zachary. baby blue eyes or whatever he calls him in the Sarlacc. Yeah. Zanger has a Rob and you have a Rob. Are you okay with this? <laughs> Everyone has a Rob. <laughs> I got Rob Oakey, my producer for Unbelievable. Everybody's got a Rob. Okay. I'm Zach's Ooh. Rob. Chris, I'm, I'm Chris. I'm, I'm, Chris, I'm, do you have a Rob? We share one, I think. Yeah, like I know, I know like all the other three, I think. So <laughs> Chris is like, I'm a, I got a rob of the people. <laughs> no, no, see, Chris needs to create his podcast now where it's our three robs. It's having Rob a discussion. Cast, yes. So the Rob moderates. cast. Who's like Rob? Robberates. Our three Rob D2. <laughs> uh, rob cubed. The right, aliens. Yes. There, there it is. Oh, God. But no, I I disagree. I don't think this episode was fluff. I think there was a lot of stuff in this, whether it be between like the setting up clearly the the contest over the throne of Mandalore. You have the thing like the animosity toward Boba Fett with the Mandalorians. I think there was a lot of stuff here. The fact that Luke Skywalker is clearly divorced from the New Republic. I think there was a lot here. And that's what got me excited about this. It's like, yes, it's Luke Skywalker showing up and mowing down a bunch of droids fan service, of course. But it's exactly what everybody wants. And, they, and it works both as fan service and narrative Star Wars unfurling. And I think it makes sense. Like, it, it, this episode, don't get me wrong. Was it basic? Yes. But it also checked off all the boxes that I have. And considering this show does a really poor job at checking off those boxes, which is fair. It doesn't have to cater exclusively to me. I can see that. I was more than thrilled. Like I said, I went out yesterday morning and tried to buy buy as much Star Wars crap as possible. And Disney let me down because there was no Star Wars crap outside of one Hoth, Snowspeeder, Luke Skywalker, Black Series figure at GameStop. I would have sat there like I just would have been like I, I want that Black Series Mandalorian helmet. Like if somebody had that, all I found was the stupid like Shadow Stormtrooper helmet at GameStop. I'm like, you this found is stupid. That? The black one, yeah. Oh, I've been like, the looking for eyes. it. They have two of them. Do you want me to get you one? I'll talk to you about it later. All right. <laughs> I, don't, two I, don't, of them. I don't. I don't know what Ellie's done for for me for the upcoming Festivus holiday. So okay. Yeah. Well, if you, Hel- if you don't get it, they have two of them. Helmet man made it in. Helmet man. Helmet man made helmet. it in. Yeah, right before the end. <laughs> um, but no, like I said, I I oh, was no, ha- no, I no. We- this isn't close to the end yet. <laughs> but like, considering where we good is that Cons- bad is good. <laughs> bad, considering. Bad Considering that a year ago at this exact same time, I That's could not care least. less about this show, like at all. I was rolling my eyes at the dark saber. And I was salivating over the rise of Skywalker. 
Like, I am pretty happy as a Star Wars fan right now. Like, I like, which is rare. Usually, I am a very frustrated Star Wars fan. This is one of those few times where, like, you have the Venn diagram of like what the fandom's happy about and what I'm happy about. Both overline almost perfectly. Are I we mean, happy? Maybe for different reasons. But I am. I'm again. I'm not thrilled about all the stupid shows they've announced because I think like most of those will not see production. But like next, I think about it in a couple weeks is the High Republic. And one thing I do want to bring up that doesn't revolve around the Mandalorian, and this is something maybe more focused towards Zenger, Chris, and Russ, is that apparently oh, a you. book. What? I, I said not you, Rob. I know. No, no, I Rob, said, oh. Rob, Rob doesn't care about this. Apparently, Disney released the first High Republic book. In China, that's exclusive to them. And it takes place just 50 years before The Phantom Menace. Oh, really? It's that close? Yeah. It, but we're not getting the book. Apparently, it was exclusively... It's not It's not like it was just adapted in the Chinese language. It's a wholly original book just for the Chinese mainland. And it takes place 50 years before The, high, uh, before the Phantom Menace. And apparently, English-speaking countries aren't getting it. So that what you're is saying is we need to learn Chinese. No, what you're saying, what you'll be able to watch a YouTube summary of it within the matter of days. It's no problem. But, but it's like, a weird okay, move. Hey guys, fifty you didn't fifty things you didn't know about Star Wars from China. <laughs> but first, well, I'll tell you this ain't my Star Wars. My oh. Star Wars comes out in America. <laughs> and can you imagine Lucas is from? And can you imagine if it gets translated over there? That it ain't it. It's all communist propaganda when it's translated. <laughs> oh man! If only. What well, did I you get Hunter Biden's laptop to go read this new Star like Wars chapter? Did. Forget it. Everybody, okay, you're all trying to make like do little bits and vignettes, and you're really no, all talked Zach, over. That was it. great. Do not take away from the fact that Russ Zenger and I all made a joke over each other. You can't actually. You I did not discern any joke individually, but together they are phenomenal. Leave that in. Leave that in. Yeah, because you you get repeat listens. You get the retention because people have to re-listen and listen to the other jokes that are being done in the background. This audience is going to slam that back 15 seconds button. (laughs) I mean, they're going to break their phone with the hits that this is going to get. Just do it twice. Mine probably won't. This is the new level of podcasts. We just just created the podcast. Jokes. Let's keep talking. Everybody, let's go. Right at the same time. Here we go. Folks, never have a podcast discussion with more than like three people. Nothing good can come from it. There's a reason, Zach, that I always capped Cinemodities at four, which Russ was on. Hey, Danny DeVito, check out our, uh, our, um, what was that? What did we talk about, Russ? Death to Smoochie. Death to Smoochie, yes. Oh, God, I hate that movie. But check it out. It's great. So yeah, so like, okay, so the whole point of that being is that the next thing on the Star Wars horizon is the High Republic, because like the books start like in a couple weeks, and then it's what, May is the Bad Batch, and then we're going to get, we know for certain the the rise of Boba Fett in December, so we kind of like, in what, I think the next Thrawn book comes out like in July, so it's kind of like, What's going to happen come August, September? Like, is it going to be nothing? Are we going to get another Star Wars game? We're kind of due for another Battlefront. I don't know. Is it going to be like Squadrons? Are we going to get Jedi Fallen Order 2? Like, you know, I have played Squadrons, by the way. Oh, how was it? Um, I, I don't know if this is just I'd never turn on my Xbox. It has real bad pop in. Like, the textures pop in like about a minute after I've started. I'm like, what is this? I'm looks like I'm playing with just. Play-Doh. 
Oh, okay then. Oh, um, can I, can I, I ask a, can I ask a, a a casual question since I'm the casual of the group? Go for it. What is the bad batch? Oh, oh man, it, it's 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 the most edgiest batch of stormtroopers. One of them a- actually this, are they spicy this, meme lords? Oh, they are. Are we so going to see them on Reddit? Is that well, is, this, is, con- is this going to be the first Star Wars series released exclusively to TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. Is the weird? I don't. Thing. I honestly, I'm making jokes, but I honestly, I heard about this through the okay. Knights of Vader Facebook group that they announced the Bad Batch, and some of our uh, followers, my friends on Facebook, through the Knights of Vader group, were excited about the Bad Batch. I have no idea what this is. So they're, 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 two, they're a group of clones. They're a group of clones from cl- the Clone Wars, and one is a completely nerd. different. One is Rambo. One is the Hulk, and I don't <laughs> I, even know what the other guy is. Actually, but there was an I, actual nerd in the group. It's great. So they're spicy and, meme lords. Like, and, and one of them is just straight up Sylvester Stallone. And one of them posts nothing but <laughs> videos of their dog on Facebook. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, but I'm gonna say this: Did you ever sit there and go, "Hey, I'd love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles"? As stormtroopers, I've I've never said anything. Oh, then, you, then I've got a joke for you. <laughs> and they also so, eat pizza. They live in the sewer of Coruscant. Okay, so I got to get TikTok to see this. Okay, <laughs> it's the first Steve. Star Wars. It's the first Star Wars series to be exclusively re- exclusively released on gas station television. <laughs> And just a reminder, folks, the third button down on the right usually mutes those screens. So you can always, there's always a mute button on this thing. So swear. I guess that's where all the Quibi content ended up. <laughs> wait, wait, is is that where I need to go find detours? The Manda <laughs> If you type in, if you gas type in Cowboy Hat Man or something on those, on those, on those gas station monitors, you Man, might I've find spent, a, I spent $600 episode. on gas this month just so I can watch the Bad Batch. <laughs> I think there was some dubstep in that bad batch trailer too. <laughs> you know, I can imagine. I can imagine that. Oh man, that batch went to a knife party concert in. Uh, <laughs> well, what's this podcast become? Actually, <laughs> created. Zach, Zach, I want it first from you, since technically this came, the podcast came back into a regular routine. For Mandalorian, I just yeah, gotta ask terrible. you, what are you looking forward to this fall when we have all the content? What do you mean <laughs> all the content? We got one show. There, there, you know there's going to be more by then. What do you mean? It's going to be like gonna one show every December. Batch. We're going to have... Well, that's May. That's oh, going to be is? like in six months. Yeah. Uh, it's like for May the 4th they're going to do that, I think. Uh, I could be wrong, but... Yeah, and next month so is High time. Republic, so Zenger, you better be saving up your Audible credits. Oh, I will, but I've got to spend my Audible credits, though, in in January on Gon Corbin and no, the Asteroid no. of Misfortune, the fourth book in the Embark Saga by a fa- famed uh, author, John Justice. Check out his book. And also the most recent Probably. episode of Zenger's where he's on to talk about um, Ready Player Two. The book. Rob, what, Ready what's your opinion on Ready Player and One? And go, go to your local gas station <laughs> to check out Maria Menounos talking about the Bad Batch. <laughs> and and correlating Sasha Banks back to WWE, which is <laughs> oh, God, I hate everything. What have I done? 
There, there is one other thing. I, I've, I know we've gotten a lot off topic, but there's one final thing I wanted to talk about the Mandalorian with, if we can. Oh, okay. suicide move from Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, yeah, how what, come he, he didn't get the gum? Electric tooth? Yeah, why didn't he have the electric gum tooth like the other guy had? There was a guy yeah, in like another Titus episode. Welliver, absolutely. Like, what, what is this? What is this Star Wars suicide thing we've is, suddenly gotten stupid? in the Mandalorian? He's like, the I'm in charge only. I'm not putting that thing in my mouth. Are you crazy? I'm chewing That's five what the gum. Do. Yeah. I'm not chewing five gum. <laughs> what it feels like to chew five gum. And it cuts to Titus while you're dying. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. I think it was Jerry that put that in the in the um, Facebook group. But I just love that joke so much. <sighs> Can we talk about how this show is easily the most violent thing like in all Star Wars? Like we no, have Boba Fett impaling people with a gaffy stick. We have the Mandalorian literally breaking somebody's windpipe with his with his like stick. Family like, this, friendly. Like, we, we, and we have like somebody like almost about to commit suicide until Marshall McWWE pants like wax him across the head. MMA. It's MMA. The I other one. And even what? even Ever. got Grogu throwing stormtroopers at each other and killing mudhorns. Of course, he's he's all about Grogu is. Who is Grogu? Big whiskey. No, I out. want Russ to say it. He's the only one that hasn't <laughs> said it yet. <laughs> okay, okay, I got it, Rob. I got it. I got it. Russ, say Russ. big whiskey. Russ. I've got a I've got a 42 ounce bottle of whiskey here. Would you call what would you call that? That's that's a problem. You got kids. Man. You got <laughs> you, you have a wife. You have young children, dude. That's just like if, Rob, I'm, if I'm if I'm dismantling a few beers, that's past, one thing. That's a lot. Dude. Oh my god, that was <laughs> Come on, Zay, you teed him up for that perfectly. I saw. I, I knew Russ was gonna knock that out of the park the moment you like. Russ, I, I, I can literally just. I can hear Russ's thoughts from New York State. I'm like, he's gonna just knock this out of the park on them. <laughs> hey, great. I tried. I tried. Can, okay. Can I? Can I? Bring up problem that I had with this episode. I'm looking through my notes. I haven't Where do you stop? What do you mean, can you? You haven't stopped for the last I'm, like I'm never going to stop. Okay, okay. At the end of this episode, the Mandalorian takes off his helmet for Big Whiskey. This has no gravity because he took his helmet off the previous week. You know, I've heard a lot of people complain that that, that, that was diminished because of that, but this is the first time Big Whiskey gets to see his face. It doesn't matter. They shouldn't have had him take it off for no reason in the last episode. Because the last episode, which I did see, which I can uh, comment on, Bill Burr is like, hey, I'm supposed to do this. Oh, wait, no, I can't do this. So you got to take your helmet off. And then as soon as the Mandalorian takes his helmet off, Bill Burr goes, hey, here we go. The movie's happening. And it's it's so stupid. It's so stupid. I felt that big whiskey seeing Mandalorian's face from a narrative perspective, was wasted because we saw Pedro Pascal's face last week. But it was showing that he was willing to sacrifice his core beliefs. Yeah, if you live in a vacuum, if you live in a vacuum, Zanger, he lives in a vacuum. I point out that Helmet is vacuum sealed, so that's why he wasn't all beat up from getting punched into a wall. <laughs> 
Best scene. Best scene. Zach, Zach, oh, sorry, I wanna... sorry, sorry, sorry. This specific... I'm getting dubstepped into a wall. Getting dub. Yes, he's he's like <laughs> he, every time he gets punched, he goes brown. <laughs> Zach, I wanted your thoughts on the the helmet stuff because Zach and I have a long history about superheroes. Uh, Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool can't keep his mask on versus Dread, which is the oh, best. Perfect movie. Keeping the helmet on. So I wanted to get Zach's thoughts on. Um, Mandalorian showing his face to Big Whiskey. Um, I liked it. I think it worked, even though I, I get your point. I just don't agree with it 100%. I, I, I get your point. No. Oh my God. Enough of that. I, just because I like the ending, the Terminator Dark Terminator Fate. Jesus. I guess I, I guess just to say, everybody, like last year I complained about Terminator Dark Fate with like Dylan Roof Terminator talk. Me, and you like, and Zach, we did that I, episode. I, I, I know, and I know. I thought ter- I never watched Terminator, yeah. and you had me on for it? Yes. Okay, and the good. joke was, like, I, thought ter- I thought Terminator 3 was Terminator 3. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but... But but yes, I ha- I like Terminator Dark Fate now, kinda. But the point being, going back to helmet talk in this episode, I get your complaint, Rob. But I think it works because it's. I think he's going for the emotional thing with Big Whiskey, and I think it works. Like at the end of this episode, like as much as Baby Yoda is merchandising opportunity, he does feel like a character now, and it works. Like I felt. Like, I, it's funny. I was talking to people yet yesterday and friday about this and like i could like people were like i was openly sobbing at the end of the episode and even though i'm not to that point i could feel my heartstrings being tugged and i i liked it i liked it between again you gotta give pedro pascal credit for a guy who for the most part has had who's worn the helmet more times than he's taken it off he's doing a really good job like like in all honesty that man is a trooper in more ways you can possibly imagine when it comes to Star no, Wars, no, he's a Mandalorian. He's not a trooper. I uh, <laughs> but hey, I completely disagree, Zach. I think that wearing a helmet is totally diminished the moment you take it off. Not by how many times you take it off; it's the moment you take it off. I, I know, but at this point, though, he was doing it because he's letting his. It's it's also most to be re- again. It's the like poetry it rhymes thing. It's meant to be reminiscent of Vader and Luke in Return of the Jedi, and the fact that like he's letting his son, his son, quote unquote, look upon him for the first time, and obviously the whole fact that Luke Skywalker is witnessing this kind of makes it cool and epic. Rob, again, I know you don't want to hear this though, but I kind of loved every every single moment of this episode. I, I kind of loved, I especially I Luke, Luke Skywalker. I didn't put that. Here's my credit Luke. card, Disney. The Luke Vader connection, very good, Zach. I didn't even catch that, that. That actually, yeah, yeah. I, I have to agree with Russ. That's actually that's something I didn't think about. That's very um, cool. But do do we like as a group, all of us? Do we agree that Pedro Pascal is not a good actor? Because I he's don't incredible think he is. in this. He's incredible in this. I think he's good. That man has emoted more than any Lindsay Lohan movie with just his fa- <laughs> with just having the helmet on. Which what are we? Comp- are we comparing well, any actor to Lindsay Lohan? You have to. You have to. <laughs> it's a voice. You have to consider it's a voice acting job, basically. Like he was he was he even on set for ninety percent of the first season? I don't think he was. Well, really? And, yeah. No. He no, has to emote in the armor. He was, he was inconsistent that first season. No, nah, he's no, good. he. I, he's I don't think he season. was even cast when they rolled cameras, honestly, because there's all these behind the scenes shots from season one, and the guy's got his helmet on. There's two, there's two guys who did ninety percent of the in costume stuff in season one, and 
I I think they were playing. Where did you hear different... that? Where did you hear that? Oh, God, it's, 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 it's 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 one of them is like John Wayne's grandson. It's common knowledge, man. Like there's he wasn't around for most of that. John like, Wayne's well, grandson. I know, okay, no, everybody. Need, okay, everybody needs to. Okay, pause. Nobody gets to talk right now, but he, Chris, because this is the first uh, time I'm hearing this. He, he uh. even there's even a you can find a quote you can find a quote from Bryce Dallas Howard. It's either from Bryce Dallas Howard or or um oh come I we were just saying it. What's his name? What's Mandalorian's name? The actor Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal. Pedro Pascal, right? So there's a quote from either it's, I forget if it's Bryce or him, but th- one of them says that Pedro wasn't on set for that entire episode. Interesting. Wait, wait a second. So we're gonna believe that's episode four of season one. He we're wasn't gonna on believe set the once. woman who the directed the who directed Zach's most hated episode from last season. That's not episode. true. No, somebody somebody asked oh, wait, what no, it was like to work with them, and he bad. said he wasn't on set. I, my I take most back hated, my, take my back most my hated episode is is uh, the army of not Boba Fett's. We we are missing the point. My about point is who wasn't there. Who Pedro Pascal is in the Kingsman sequel, Kingsman: The Golden Circle. And he's Does anybody man. know he's his character's man. name? Is he the cowboy not, man uh, in there? He's plays he's, Justin Timberlake. He looks yeah, like yeah, Justin he's Timberlake. He's the cowboy man. But do you know? Does anybody know? His actual character name in Kingsman the Golden Circle. A little scotchy? Agent Whiskey. Wow. <laughs> he, is, he is big whiskey. I'm f- it. I'm drop if I could drop my God mic if it wasn't. Damn on it, stand, Rob. I'd stop saying mic. curse words. Dank Farrick. Yes, Rob. Dank Farrick. Come on. I'm I'm sorry, Zach. I'm so excited about this. That's four <laughs> times now I have to edit you people. And last week I missed one and it got through, and now I have a curse word on the podcast. This, I don't like this. This is this is my <laughs> revenge clean, for me having clean. to edit the Cheetah Girls episode where I had to. That's edit your out own fault because you're the one who said the c word too many times. Uh, Cheetah. Yes. Pedro Pascal is Agent Whiskey in Kingsman: The Great, The Golden Circle, leading up to Big Whiskey. In the Mandalorian, it's great. Do you, I'm do you done. know his character's actual name is Jack Daniels. I know. I just wanted to put that in. But hey, I'm excited because I mean he'll be in that Wonder Woman movie if it ever comes out. Maxwell Lord. Yes, and I. You know what? Here's a theory I'm with that too. That. Um, Chris, not Chris Hemsworth being alive again is all him Chris messing Pine? with her head the whole time. Are you talking about Chris Pine? Yeah. Hey, I've never heard Chris Pine is referred to as not Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Well, it, well, Chris Hemsworth is dad in um, Star Trek. Yeah. Oh, okay. So does Star Trek and DC Universe take place in the same? Yes. Uh, fine. Prove me wrong, internet. Zach. Zanger, you know how Zanger, <laughs> you're you're the comic book person. What is Maxwell Lord's like power in like comics? He can manipulate reality and manipulate people's memories and stuff. So, oh, so he's, he's just the he's just the most important thing ever, and the movie's gonna make him seem like an idiot. No, he's gonna basically sit there. He's gonna trick everyone into thinking that he's the president or that he's ruling the world or something. He's gonna trick Wonder Woman into you know doing all this. Also, in the comics, Wonder Woman kills him at one point. She breaks his like breaks his neck by like basically turning his head all around. Good. So I hope that's in the movie. 
Prove well, me mean, wrong, DC. Have some balls. Actually, Zenger, on this topic, isn't there like a big the we the reason I know Maxwell Lord doesn't he have some a, a lot of dealings with Martian Manhunter in the comics? Possibly. That that's where I know him from because I always followed Martian Manhunter, and I think he has a lot to do with uh, Maxwell Lord. Um, good and bad, the uh, good versus evil type of thing. Um, not that Wonder Woman's going to get into anything interesting, period, because that's a garbage movie that I haven't even seen yet, and Zach knows I hate it already. Um, but that that's what I want to see. Can't we just get... Zanger, are you backing me up? Can't we get a Jeff Johns Martian Manhunter movie? Well, I mean, if they could ever get him away from the... Um... The Supergirl series. Oh my he's big god! In that right I know now. he's such a TV loser at this point. God. I I mean I would love a great Martian Manhunter movie. I would love that, but we're never gonna get it because DC has no balls anymore. <laughs> Did you watch uh, Smallville back in the day? I actually kind of interspersely watched it here and there. And uh, if you want a good crossover reference, um, what's his uh, Galen Merrick's in there as Doomsday? So there's your connection to star wars for you yes doomsday is great in smallville but J- jeff johns as martian manhunter is fantastic and he just appear every now and then and just has his eyes turn red and it's like oh he, he's kind of like the mentor to superman in the later seasons martian manhunter and i love that that's all i want i just want a little touch i want to touch- i also have a problem with even though i haven't watched much of smallville i just have a problem with how does no one know he's superman like seriously like, seriously, <laughs> how is that a secret? How is that a secret after that series? Dude, his co- his incognito costume has been a pair of glasses for, like, 50 years. Hey, like, that's nerd. the question. A nerd of... can't be Superman. Come on. Yeah, exactly. They're... Well, that's just, like, magic or something, though? Isn't that the 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 in-canon explanation that they— If you really they... want to get into it, yes, at what? some points, the, the glasses, like, change his eye color slightly. He also slouches when he's Clark Kent and changes his— um, like voice slightly too. He can Everything control his does yeah. not do in the movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, we we've got hope for that new Lois and Clark series that's coming out, right? We're all excited for that, and our have no hope for anything. Yes. Television. All of our grandmas are very excited for more Lois and Clark. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming to the Sunday night lineup on what NBC. They just love Dean Cain. <laughs> That ever happened was Amy Adams in a bathtub and Henry Cavill gets in it to it with her in Batman v Superman. We're never and gonna ruins ruins her safety deposit on that apartment. By the way, it's it's worse than the the shape of water scene when she fills up the bathtub to have sex. No, with her. no, I I had a long discussion about the logistics of that. None of it makes sense. <laughs> that was my biggest problem with that movie. Fishman, cool, whatever. I'm on board. Um, Zod, like, having his finger fall off? Cool, I'm on board. Wait, did you just fill up a room with water? Out of, I, I can't, I can't do this. Air tight I have trouble for with something? that, too. <laughs> All right, did not to take away from this stimulating conversation. Yeah, please, please put the gun down. Please okay. put the gun down. All right. <laughs> yes. Uh, my life is the living incarnation of that gif of the guy, like, like bobbing his head, like, up and down and putting the revolver to his head. You mean the one I sent life. you? Every time you tell me we have to. Oh, record. man! Zinger! Zach sent that to me when we were planning our, our re- most recent Cinemodities episode. I'm pretty sure I've said that to him so regularly. Like, when I turn on my when I go to him on my phone, it's, like, listed as, like, 
instead of predicted text, it's just that image that pops up. All right. Every time I talk to Zach, Zach. he goes, maybe I should die. (laughs) Someone needs to step in. We need a Gina Carano to hit you in the face right now and take that blaster away. All right. Get yes, no, your laser guns are all jammed. Mine is firing just fine. <laughs> all right, laser. Um, come there. All right, so going to Gris's point, it looked again, uh, Pedro Pascal was leaked to be the lead of The Mandalorian on November 13, 2018. Um, according to Making Star Wars, the show started filming sometime in November, so he was there for that. He was officially announced by Disney Lucasfilm on December 12th of 2018. And I found the article that Chris was referencing. Bryce Dallas Howard told Vulture that he was not present for her episode because he was uh, starring on Broadway in King Lear. But apparently (laughs) that it was John Wayne's. It was doubles Brendan Wayne and Latif Crowder. But Howard worked closely with them when she was helming her episode and apparently Pascal did collaborate with both the stuntmen. That's that what they want you to be, think. I, I, oh. Okay. Then why cast him then? Because it, because the voice is being done after the fact. But I'm not trying to take anything away. The parts he does, I'm sure he's more, I'm sure he's more involved. I just think that it's telling that we don't have, like, we have that one quote where Bryce Dallas Howard said he says he wasn't around. And, we d- it's not like we've got an attendance list for every other episode, right? I'd be willing to bet if there's one, there's more episodes that he wasn't around for. That's all I'm saying. Do so you think he's doing a Robert Downey Jr. like in the in Iron Man stuff? I think if there's one, there's probably more. And it's not like it's the first one, it's the fourth one. So there's probably more. That's all I'm saying. I That's okay, but I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised but at the same time, though, if that is true, that's very disheartening. <laughs> he comes to draw everybody. <laughs> they can never die. Because I don't think he was in three either. Because, you know, there's that great cast shot from chapter three where they have the 50 stormtroopers out there and he's got the helmet on, man. Never remember the helmet. Because, because this is the way. That was the way we hadn't seen him. I don't think there was any. Definitely, that was they were saying that that photo was revealed before his face was revealed in the actual hmm. uh, uh, finale of the first season. So they probably made him keep the bucket on if that was him. <laughs> I don't think it was him, but fair point. Can can oh, we get man, Can we get Disney sponsored whey like W E I G H like whey protein for bus for bodybuilders? Yeah, this is the way. Yeah, exactly. This is the way. And after they're done working out, they got to get their protein, so they drink their way. Oh my god! Disney, hire me. I'm full of these ideas. <laughs> you get that's all buff like that's that's okay, okay, wait. That wait, is an I, existing craft beer that is unlicensed. Just so you know. I, I do want to point this out. Zach, I need your opinion. Who has worse ideas, Pitchman Zinger or just Rob on a daily basis? I don't even get. Yeah, I don't even have a title. It's just Rob. <laughs> I, oh God, Pitchman Zinger at least has some level of like levity to him. Rob is just like beaten down by society and fueled by alcohol. Yeah, he's so, laser like, Rob I shooting out here. Let there. the audience vote on this. I think we should do a uh, Knights of Vader poll on this idea. Okay. <laughs> God. I, All right, I, getting I, back. You know what? Okay. I'm I'm gonna say I'm I'm suspicious of the voting already. 
Oh yeah, you you better believe Zanger. I'm stop gonna count. I'm gonna Zanger that. says stop the count. There's gonna be there's gonna be like literally three times more votes for me than people that live on the planet. You better believe that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it'll be so, it'll say say it'll say it'll point four billion for Rob no. and six for Zanger. What's <laughs> gonna say it's gonna say things like David Prowse and Jeremy Bullock voted for Rob and Zanger's gonna be like, wait a minute. <laughs> too soon. Kenny Baker too. Come on. <laughs> That's at least half could, a vote. <laughs> I was gonna say he can't even reach the computer. <laughs> oh good. Well, at least we're equally it, offensive. Yes, yeah, exactly. Perfect. I won't leave you Edge out there to try alone, Russ. No, one last thing I want. Two last things I want to say. A about what happened. Speaking of like actors playing roles, uh, when it comes to Luke Skywalker, apparently the actor that played him on set was an actor named Max Lloyd Jones, and the actor that voiced him was Bob Bergen, who apparently did Luke's voice in things like Lego Star Wars Droid Tales, Yoda Chronicles, The Holiday wow. Special, and um, Bat- the Battlefront games. His name is Bob so, Burgers. Um, Bob Bergen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So yeah, Max so Lloyd Jones. He's a cool guy. Uh, he's he was a uh, he was one of the one of the lead apes and the the recent Planet of the Apes series. Yeah, he's done he, he's done a little bit go. of that's that the mo-cap chimp we were talking stuff. about. Getting some chimp in there, like the emperor. So close enough, right? <laughs> he's, yeah, he's a nice guy. If you look, if you look at his picture, Harambe twenty eighteen. He's a nice guy. <laughs> I was surprised to see him. Yeah, I, I, I did. I worked with that guy like 10 years ago on like a really belabored independent film. And uh, he was pretty he was pretty nice. He put up with a lot of crap for no pay for like three weeks. Rombe? Max Lloyd Jones. Oh, Harambe <laughs> <laughs> was already dead by that point. Yes. And Bob's bird was already in syndication. <laughs> <laughs> Although the idea of Harambe working for uh, like uh, what bananas, I guess Canadian would, production yeah. for some reason. Like, what yeah. is Harambe doing up there? <laughs> I was I was very confused, so I wanted clarity. <laughs> this, I'm so glad to be a part of the best episode of Nights of Vader that's ever existed. This might be the worst episode since the live episode Zenger and I tried episode. like two years ago. God, I thought I, thought I was causing problems in the song. detours episode. This is this is. <laughs> This is much better than that. <laughs> we're end, we're ending the Mandalorian. Like, remember, folks, there might not be another episode of Knights of Vader for a while after this. I said the podcast yes, was coming back. Got six guests. <laughs> <sighs> remember, I, I'm just saying, folks. I brought the podcast back for the Mandalorian. There's no guarantee of it coming back until maybe the Bad Batch. At this point, this episode is just pushing us. Yeah. yeah, if you want to basically put the final nail in the coffin of this podcast, not coming back ever again. No, <laughs> so you know, you got to know Zach is full of it because he can stop this anytime. He can stop this an hour ago if he wanted to. <laughs> no, no, no. Zach wants more. And don't believe him when he's saying, he, Oh, you don't know. We might not be back. He's like, If he sees two sentences of uh, the High Republic, there'll probably be an episode. So don't worry. <laughs> Zach loves you. And we love Zach. Remember, folks, you better, ho- you better hope my 2021 is just slightly better than 2020. <laughs> <laughs> God, dank Farrick, all of you. Um, Setting that bar real low. Yeah, I think I think Zach, you said there were two things you wanted to talk about, and then you got two words out, and we cut you off. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's kind of how it went. 
<laughs> Something like that. And the last thing I want to say before I put this all out of its own misery is that according to the Lucasfilm concept designer and art director, he tweeted something, and I guess it's he's getting mad because people are misinterpreting what he's saying. He's saying that, as I understand it, the Book of Boba Fett and The Mandalorian Season 3 appear to have entirely different shooting schedules, despite potentially releasing around the same date. In addition, Pedro Pascal has confirmed that he signed aboard for a third season. Consequently, it's a very understandable conclusion to reach that it's considerably more likely we're talking about two entirely different shows than not. But then it is still 2020, so I suppose anything could happen. Got it? Good. Makes sense. It seems like it's going to be two different things. And, uh, there's too much going on in Mandalorian to just suddenly shift. And like, oh, now it's all about Boba Fett uh, getting a new Rancor. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> what, would I go Rancor shopping? Who knows what that show is going to be? You go, it's gonna, and people who wanted to see more uh, Ming-Na Wen, you're going to see it. She's definitely going to be in that slave bikini soon, and everyone's going to be very excited. <laughs> just because I offended. 50, and by offended. the way. And with her stomach missing. I, do, no! Do we care, though? That's my question. Do we care about that? No. It, exactly! It's going it's to it's hop forward to Jabba's Palace in five years, and Boba Fett's going to be, like, super fat and just sitting in that same chair. More, more, all... more fat? More yes, fat even than fatter. The chair just does it to you. Yeah. Wait, wait a get... second. Can we just get what's-his-name to play him again? No, that's oh not gosh, possible, is... okay? Rest in peace. Um, uh, uh, no, no, <laughs> elephant. Uh, elephant. Get, get, oh, get I thought you were going to say... I thought you were going to say Logan, the little kid who played him in, um, in Attack of the Clones, Daniel I, Logan. But no, I would like to see at the end of the next season, uh, Big Whiskey kills Boba Fett, sits in his seat, and then a season later, we see Fat Big Whiskey at the end of it. <laughs> that would be wait, great. Wait, wait, wait. Would it be Big Big Whiskey? The biggest whiskey. <laughs> Russ, you got it. You got to say it. I'm not. Letting this go. Russ, you gotta say Big Whiskey. On, You're the man. only one that hasn't. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Russ is like, have me back on Cinematis. I'll say Big Whiskey. <laughs> say as much whiskey as you want me to. Oh, Big Whiskey. I think um, Russ wants a Big Whiskey right now. Uh, <laughs> who doesn't? This, this, can, this, yeah, well, maybe after this, maybe. This, but. Can, I, I did want to ask you guys, because I, I know Zenger, Zach, and I have talked a little bit about The Mandalorian. I know even Chris, when he was on Cinemize, we talked about it. Um, am I still in the minority, or at least in the the camp of puppet Baby Yoda looks really stupid? I hate the look of Baby Yoda. Am I am I still alone in that fact? I think you I've are. never heard anyone else like yeah. I think a lot of people like how it, it you can tell it's um, an 80s gremlin-esque regular effect walking around. And I think that is pulling on a lot of member berries. There are a lot of women in their 40s who really, 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 really love that Man. little guy. I know. I talk to Ben a lot on the Cinematis podcast on our Patreon. Everybody check out the Cinematis Patreon. Uh, it Like... I look at Baby Yoda, the puppet, and I'm like, man, this thing looks stupid. I want to pick it up by the ankles and slam it into concrete. <laughs> like, it's so stupid looking. It's so stupid. I hate it. Yes, Rob, we get it. I know. Is this I, what, know I have a question, guys. I have a question. This goes for Chris, Zenger, and Russ. Is this what it's like dealing with me on a weekly basis? Like, is this no, what I come I, across I, as? Because if it's the case, heard. I apologize. <laughs> 
I've never heard somebody like sit there on a soapbox and demand droid rights or <laughs> or, or take away droid rights take but away then droid rights, to yes. beat a child to death. Rob is the anti L3. I hang. I'll I'll take it. He's like, I don't know what that is, but I'll take it. <laughs> All right, Chris, do you have any final words of wisdom for us? I no, I, I, I think we've covered it, man. I, I had fun with some parts of this episode, but a lot of it seemed like filler action to me. I, Wait, I, are you talking about the honestly, episode of the podcast or the episode of Mandalorian? Pick yeah. your poison. I, I never got an answer to how a laser gun can jam. Okay? I, I'm just I've saying ex- that. I explained it. We talked about space balls. We know about Space Jam, all right? Oh, man, you fell for it. The oldest trick in the book, the laser gun jamming. (laughs) (laughs) All right, time to put this out of its misery. So concludes the episode. Wait, wait, wait. I got got an email. I got an email. Okay, Okay, let's say that for your moment of Zang. Oh, okay, cool. And I have one of plugs. Can I plug before I go? Can I plug things, Zach? Yeah, you. No. I, I'm gonna concede to you first. Uh, please go. Well, ahead. we're getting there. Does no one forget how this show ends? No, no, because sometimes you're all right. That's it. Let's get out of here. You're, Bye. You're at, no, I never do that. Oh God, you're out of it for a little while. Everyone starts having to. I ran the one of these episodes, Zach. <laughs> I ran the Spaceballs episode, Zach. Don't, don't. And I me never listened to that. I never listened to this epi- that episode. So all there right. you go. He's wrapping up. <laughs> all right, all right. Something, something. Knights of Vader put the podcast being shot like Moff Gideon, except we got a chance to actually pull the trigger in this check out the podcast you will hear oh no too early (laughs) check out the facebook group for all sorts of shenanigans if you like what you hear please rate review and subscribe to us on itunes thank you to an inferiority complex for finding our theme song but not their commentary um check out the show notes to hear more from them if you dare Uh, cinematis podcasts we're currently i think what rob by the time this episode comes out we are talking about team beach movie and team beach 2 coming out Um, tomorrow Yes, uh, this episode should be coming out today, tonight, depending on how much time I want to spend editing it. Okay, yeah, no- Teen Beach Movie, Teen Beach Movie, and Teen Beach Two. Um, th- it is a ridiculous conversation that involves Twin Peaks, time travel, and Zach. You can hear Zach want to kill me in real time. It's great. Oh, yeah, I think you heard that on this episode too. Through that, this yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's also a, a lengthy discussion of me about. From me talking about camembert versus brie cheese, it's great. And there's a hundred percent more Grace Phipps talk in that episode than there was in this discussion. Oh, oh Zach, you bring that <laughs> up, you bring up Grace Phipps. Oh, oh, Grace Phipps. Uh, let me, let me, uh, Russ Zanger, Chris, give me your phone numbers. I'll send you some good Grace Phipps pictures. <laughs> oh yeah. My new movie crush is Grace Phipps. Everybody. <laughs> the you only thing she's tell. missing. Is a cigarette. <laughs> oh my lord! How, okay, Ross, try following that up. All right. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me on again, especially for this. But the the, the maybe I don't know maybe the last night to Vader for a while. Uh, <laughs> go check out my show uh, on Believers Podcast. We just released a show about Chandler and Bigfoot. And next Sunday, the uh, the twenty seventh of December, we're doing a live episode one hundred season finale. But we're going away for a while, so check that out. And um, I don't know if you want to hear me talk a little more Star Wars. I'm also on a show called uh, uh, Big Wissy's Escape Pod. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! Everybody said it. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking, not to cut off Zach's finale, Russ, I've noticed, which I had to ask, are you not doing the uh, Twitch streams anymore? That that will be live on Twitch next week. Uh, oh. when we do our live episode. I know, yeah, I know we're gonna there start. was a few weeks that you weren't yep. on. I was like ready to watch, and then you didn't Started show getting up. Getting a little busy with other stuff. Um, but we're gonna be bringing it back next. We can do an actual live episode 100 show, which will nice. be great. And um, we we'll have I all kind of fun guests on, and we we'll do it on Twitch, on Spreaker Live, and a couple other places. So yeah, thanks can a lot. We get everybody involved. Can please. we get yes, a big whiskey in uni- in unison, please? Here we ready? go. Three, two, one. A big whiskey. Okay. <laughs> All right, Zenger. Where can people find you? Well, I was trying to convince Ellie because she walked into the room momentarily to promote the episode, but she ran off scared knowing that she would be on this show, and I didn't want another <laughs> guest to pop on. So you can find me, her, and uh, our good buddy Eric every week discussing nerdy topics over on the Zygnus podcast. And if you want a great book to read, go check out John Justice's Embark Saga. So there's my five dollars for him for the day. Yes. Thank you. The publicist of John Justice. And Chris, (laughs) you are now what the like, are you what fourth best star Wars vintage collector in all of Canada? We don't even, we don't even know how many of them are still alive. When, when Chris was on the episode of Cinemodity, Zach, I mentioned that you always put him less than one, and I say he's the best collector of Star Wars as far as we're concerned. COVID so, has ravaged a lot of the bigger, <laughs> the bigger <laughs> Canadian collectors, and much like Boba Fett, Chris has walked into their house and taken their collection and sat on their throne. So I think let's give it to him. Merry Christmas, Chris, the number one vintage Star Wars collector. There's like a good 10 minutes of Chris, Ben, and I talking about trading places where Chris and I talk about, does he have a squid head in the box? And it ends with Ben going, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) That is worth the price of admission alone. And um, you can find me at the Chris Porteous on Instagram. And if you want to hear me, talk more about why alien three is a really great alien movie you can check out the last several episodes of nice evader <laughs> is it is it my turn zach do i get to pitch something wait do you already go patreon.com slash support the podcast here bonus content every month we do two episodes we talk about new movies or random movies and then we go through adventure time all in order it's great and if you are not listening to Knights of Vader, check out Zach and I, where Zach is just as angry as he is now, talking about Rob with movies. Uh, I think, actually, this month he might be excited because we're doing uh, dancing movies for this. But next week, uh, yeah, what is it? Uh, Starship Troopers. Ooh, no, Tread. next week is Wonder Woman. Oh, God. I Wait, am I on for that episode? I tried to block that out. Zanger, are you okay? This is weird to be doing this on the podcast. Zanger, are you are you available December twenty sixth to record? Yeah, ben, Ben's available. Yeah, I'll be available December twenty sixth. All right, we'll have to we'll coordinate oh a time on this. Are we gonna have a four person yes. one nineteen eighty yes. four discussion? Yes. Yes. The movie's two and a half hours long. I think it justifies it. Ah, it's I think taken I'm, two and a half years to come out. Yes. I think I'm the only person that's actually seeing it in a theater that day. I'm about to pull him off Giddy and blaster myself in the head. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> All right. Giddy yourself. <laughs> All right, Zanger. What's our moment of Zang? Uh, I got an email from uh, Clone Gus. Uh, he wanted to reach out to me. 
pointing out that he is from the chapter of the Knights of Vader Galaxy Warriors from the Outer Rim. He um, sent me a picture because he was trying to look for a cool Obi-Wan Kenobi picture based on the phenomenal uh, Garen Aronofsky Clone Wars series. And he found a depiction of Galen Malik, a.k.a. Star- Starkiller, in the art style. So if you want to see it, you can check out my um, Twitter because I've changed my profile picture to that. But I am super thankful that he reached out to me and gave me this awesome image. Because it's super cool and awesome, and I love it. And he, of course, says it's the way, and hopes that one day Legends will continue Galen Merrick's story. So, I am with him. Thank you, Clone Gus, for reaching out. It was great to to, to get Gus, that. He also, Gus, finally, Gus finally figured out how to get him get himself on the podcast. He sends me emails all the time that I read, but I never. I feel bad for never responding. But he realized <laughs> by talking to you, there he got through. <laughs> Well, hmm. well, he reached out to me as dear professional podcast host Justin Zinger, uh, which I have not been okay. introduced as recently because well, I have downgrade. I've been downgraded according to Zach. While Chris moves up the rankings in Canada, I moved down the rankings in well with COVID. Ooh, too many where am I? Where am I? Am I? I'm still in Bart Vader. You're, I pe- you're, pe- you're peasant Vader. No. <laughs> No. Your beepoo trash can evader. Is Jeremy higher than me? Even though he never talked on this podcast. You know what? That's that's credit to him for not speaking. <laughs> You're that blaster that's not working. We're just gonna have to bash it on the ground <laughs> a couple times. I'm laser on to laser Gina Garana smash. Next next week on Knights of Vader, tune in when Rob, the jammed blaster gun, joins us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. Alrighty everybody. Good night, but not goodbye. And as always, may the force be with you. Now how do we make this harder for Zach to edit? Thank Barrett! <laughs>